0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Monday, 1st of the May. OK, pinch and a punch. And uh, pinch and a kick as well for being so quick. I don't know why we do it. We have no idea. It's just sort of it's bruised day, I suspect. And we all do it and we go, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Because it's the uh, 1st of the month and that means nothing. Doesn't mean anything at all, actually. In fact, I've got no idea what it means... Even when I didn't know what it meant, I was still better informed than I am today. But we do it, don't we? We go pinch the punch for the first day of the month. Everybody goes, if you touch me again, I'm going to HR. It's as simple as that. Anyway, on the programme this morning, don't feed seagulls. You could be fined 80 quid. Sacha Baron Cohen's latest, no doubt, really unfunny creation, is a retail billionaire. Last film died on its proverbial, didn't it? I think, but I've never found him funny. I don't know why. Perhaps I'm, perhaps I, you know. And what I used to see, you know, is it because I's black kind of thing, which then Richard Madeley picked up on, and I began to think. Then I thought, I just don't think this is funny. I really don't. Uh, the boxer they say will be bigger than Brand Beckham. I don't think so. I think too much overhype, as far as I can see. Now they want to pitch him with Tyson Fury. You know, which would be really exciting. Tyson Fury, they'll drag out of retirement, I suppose, and he'll sort of get knocked out. But it's just, it's a little bit too much. Now they're going, oh, we should make a movie about him. I'd never heard about him until two days ago. A movie. And, you know, very shortly, he's bigger than Bran Beckham and he's going to be worth 500 million. Yeah, right, right, right. Believe it when I see it, as they say. Uh, Also, who put Bunny in the oven? Come on, which one from that airline company? Because apparently Bunny's been cremated. You don't think one of the stewardesses inadvertently popped him in one of the ovens, do you, just to keep him warm? I don't know. But anyway, he's been cremated. The breeder is furious, absolutely furious. And also Britain's Got Talent singer Sean Patterson. Why do they tell lies to us? You know, I don't want to be rude about Shan. I'm sure she's a very nice person. But don't give me this cobswallet and baloney that you sort of just wandered in from outside. You know, you work as a clerk. She's been singing professionally for 15 years. She's in an ABBA tribute band. She does corporates. You know, she's spinning you a line. The programme is spinning you a line. It's not right. You know, if somebody's a professional singer, tell us they're a professional. Not, oh, look, she's just wandered. Oh, look, we just found her outside. Can you sing, dear? I'm too, too scared to sing. You you know, and you think, for goodness sake! Of course she can sing, it's ridiculous, isn't it? And then her daughter rushes up on stage and hugs her because she's heard Mummy singing loads of times. I can't believe that they're getting away with this old baloney. Uh, Also, the residents of a particular street, I don't want to tell you which one it is, for fear of reprisals, but they've had enough of pigeon poo. They've had enough of it, so they commissioned somebody to come in and kill a 100 pigeons. Yeah! Result! Wish they'd come round here they come It costs a fortune for councils to clear up after pigeons, and there are still barking mad people that feed them. Seriously, they go, oh, feed pigeons, feed pigeons, they're going to starve. No, they don't. You ever seen a pigeon walking around going, I'm so emaciated, I haven't eaten for at least two minutes. There's so much rubbish on the streets, they eat all the time. Don't feed them. Seriously, I'd, I'd happily send people to the gallows for feeding pigeons. They do it in Trafalgar Square. They, they drop it down their trousers. So as they're walking along, so you can't see them physically feed it. These people are mad, mad as broomsticks. But anyway, they've uh, managed to destroy 100 of them, so that's good news, isn't it, I suppose? Uh, also, um, why did anybody book Jedward for Pointless? Two stupid, immature little children... I mean, honestly, what is the point of that? They just messed around, I'm afraid, and it was deeply, deeply embarrassing. They just sort of proved once and for all that they have no talent whatsoever for doing anything, apart from quite clearly sort of, you know, just being into Jedward. Hurrah, we are Jedward! Of course you are, dears. Of course you are. As long as you believe that, that's fine. There is another brother who's normal. You know, there is a normal brother, so you've just got the two mad ones who turn up on everything. And, of course, you know, at their age now, and they must be middle 20s, I would think, they're still dressing in the same little outfits. It's slightly, slightly disturbing, isn't it? Katie Price thinks she's heading for Dancing on Ice. I was hoping just ice, but there you go. You can everything, can you? Michelle Heaton wants to join her, or she wants to join Michelle Heaton. Two talentless people, I think, in on the same programme. I don't want that. They were doing a thing on who's going to be in Strictly Come Dancing. Did you see that? They've, they've thrown some names out there. One of them is Billy Fahiers, the, uh, the one who just got herself pregnant, you know, in, and has no talent whatsoever. It's just like, you know... And also the other name which surprised me, Ollie Mers. Is his career finished then? Because normally you only go on Strictly to either resurrect a career or to try and start one. I'm assuming Ollie Mers's career... I mean, if you're a professional singer... And Ollie Murs is a professional singer. I'm assuming that that's you know he must be really desperate to take that. If the likes of Billy Faires are doing it, God, blimey, you've really scraped the barrel. Bad enough when Louise Redknapp turned up on it. Ollie Murs on Strictly, God dear, I'm so sorry, Ollie. So sorry, it's not going well. I'm surprised he didn't put George Lineker on there. He's a talented one, isn't he? Last company collapsed. Apparently he's trying another one. This one's going to make him so successful. Apparently they call him a playboy. Unfortunately, when you look at a picture of poor George Lineker, Playboy was the last thing you'll be thinking of. You know, really, he's not. He's got the same ears as his father. Well, obviously, they're his own ears. He doesn't have his father's ears. Otherwise, they'd be detachable on Velcro. But it doesn't work like that. And so he was out there. He was sort of, you know, they went going out to nightclubs. But he was, he was a bit of a drip, actually. A bit of a drip, poor old George. And last company just collapsed. <laughs> like that. Because some people have got talent and some people haven't. wonder which camp he's in. When I say camp, I don't mean he's camp. I just mean he's got his father's ears. Oh, God, which road are we going down? I don't know. I remember he took two girls back once to, I think it was a a holiday inn or something like that, because he likes to wine and fine dine. You know, I'm surprised he didn't end up at Nando's or something like that, or a Kentucky... Somebody asked me this morning, excuse me, could you tell me where the Kentucky is? And I wanted to say, do I look like the sort of person who's going to know where the Kentucky is? And he said, "Uh, how about McDonald's? And I went, no, I don't know that one either. I felt a bit lame, actually. I felt I should have helped him out of his of his predicament. Uh, the Palace uh, Charity cashing in with Diana's souvenirs. All these years later, they're cashing in. Uh, the McCanns uh, are in some of the papers again today. I think the. Uh because a policeman in Portugal has said they think she was cremated. I mean, where this comes from, I've got... Seriously, where it comes from, I've got no idea. But the McCanns have said they'll do anything to keep, uh, to keep on hunting for her. Well, I wasn't aware they were doing anything. I was aware it was down to the police. Are they in on it as well? Are the, are the McCanns going out with the police to port? I mean, I don't know. Because the way they actually described it made it sound like they were sort of, you know, on their hands and knees, scrabbling around, looking for some sort of clue or something, of which there appears to be nothing. They said the police have made good progress. They have made any progress. No progress. Where are we? We're ten years down the line. We don't know anything. If, if the papers are still running a headline, like, first of all, they thought she was buried. Then they thought, now today they think she's been cremated. I mean, where does this come from? People just make up a story in the papers and go, oh, we'll actually print that. I'm not surprised they're going round the bend. Uh, also, um, desperate families lasso druggies in a phone box. Police arrive, release them and start questioning the vigilantes. Brilliant. Well done, boys. Fantastic. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm so... So sorry that the police's hands are tied now. In the old days, the police could have beaten them up and everything. It would have been so much easier, wouldn't it? I mean, in the in the early, early days, that's how it happened. Nobody ever suspected anything at all. You know, if somebody was a druggie, people just wanted them off the streets. Nobody cared about druggies anymore. And now we've got more and more of them. We've got one back in Twickenham again next to the fish and chip shop. We've already got rid of three. Now we've got one back again, and there's another one. It drives me mad. I mean, I'm not suggesting in any way, shape or form, of course, that, you know that sort of the uh, beating up people and things like that. But unfortunately, that's what the police were like. You go to certain countries, the police used to beat people up, to get, to get confessions out of them. You know, then all of a sudden, we had cameras. And all of a sudden, the police have to be nice to people. And the people they were arresting know the law as well as the police do. There was one the other day, he said to the he said something about, give me your number, it's going on the sheet. I think it was the sheet. And whatever it was, it was a list of things that you've got. If you've been stopped by the police and you start thinking that they've got something against you, you you put it on this sheet and it turns out that they can then check it later and see that you've been stopped like 20 times. I've never been stopped. I've never been stopped. I mean, I mean, it it currently is going on in the Philippines. Actually, it's currently going on here because this bloke who was stopped on one of these police programmes um, had this sheet. And they had to write down, and so they have to tell you their name. The police officer has to say, "I'm PC W six four three two, uh, rider, based at whatever it is." And you think to yourself, honestly, we knew he wasn't a right sort of person. I mean, in the Philippines, the president is actually encouraging people to kill drug addicts. It was claimed at one point, according he'd, he'd even taken part in a in a vigilante mission. How I many in the Philippines? How many drug pe- users are in the Philippines? They shut down a um, a drug farm the other day. It was a cannabis farm. And this one was enormous. I mean, it was, it was in, I think they call them polytunnels. And so what they were doing here, officers over in, over in the Philippines, are gunning down suspects. They say, well, in fact, some people, Amnesty, have said it's not a war on drugs, it's a war on the poor. Although how the poor afford drugs, I've got no idea. I mean, I, I don't, I've never done drugs, which I'm, I'm quite grateful for, but I can imagine how, how difficult it must be. I did meet somebody, I told you a short while ago, who was given a second chance in life. But because his dependency on skunk was so great, he just, uh, he just didn't want to work. He just wanted to be on skunk all the time, because I'm assuming it's very, very addictive. But you don't need to kill the people who take it. You need to keep, kill the people who... Su- not kill the people. You need to put them into some sort of... It's the, you've got to stop the supply you know, when we had Daniela Westbrook going on about I've fallen, you know, off the wagon, and I'm back on the cocaine again. I wasn't I couldn't care less what she does. She can you know, do whatever she wants to do. Who supplied it to you? That's what I want to know. Because once you've stopped the supply, then you've solved the problem practically. But you'll never stop it because people will get it in America. I told you yesterday, there's a woman over there. She's got a legitimate business in Los Angeles supplying cannabis to the rich and famous. She delivers it. And she's got a company with her daughter. She turns over a million a year. I reckon that's a conservative estimate. She's charging top dollar for this stuff. And uh, she said that she could name... There's a very famous British actor, always on the television, and he's on a lot of cannabis. And she supplies cannabis, legally. I didn't even know it was legal over there. I've got no idea. I thought that something happened in certain states. I think they did it in Canada, didn't they? But what you've got to do is stop the supply. It's not the actual people taking the drugs. Because once you've taken away... You know, I mean, in November, I think can- California, isn't it? They've legalised recreational use of marijuana. When they say recreate, what do you mean, skipping and taking marijuana? What do they mean, recreational? As, a- as opposed to what? You could just, so you could smoke it wherever you want to, can you? Oh, Lord. that That's recreation. Public indigestion now, even thinking about it. So it's been passed. I mean, would you want to get into a bus or a taxi being driven by somebody who's on marijuana? I wouldn't. Mind you, would you know? I suppose you would if somebody was sitting there with a spliff on. But I mean, California is one of eight states where recreational cannabis use is illegal, including Alaska. Mind you, if you've been to Alaska, it's so blooming cold you'd need to do something. It's legal, yeah, it's legal. Uh, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, oh, and Nevada. Adults are allowed to possess up to an ounce of cannabis for the recreational use and can grow up to six live plants, as opposed to, what, six dead plants. Six live plants. Have you seen the height of these things? They go to about six or seven feet, and then they harvest the the buds, or they do... I don't know what they do with it, to be honest. I watch it on the television, but I don't understand it at all. Ridiculous, isn't it? And yet the support for it is not huge. It's like, you know, 58% support... In uh, in California, fifty six percent, sixty percent, seventy one percent in California counts. But there, I mean, most people in California—you've been to California—off their faces. Seriously, Venice Beach is that you can smell marijuana a mile off. It's just terrible. But then it, I don't do it. You know, you'll have other people probably arguing fifty seven to forty three percent legalizing and Just that was the final thing. Fifty-seven percent over forty-three, and that's what—that's you know, people who voted for it. Perhaps all the druggies descend on the area in one hit. They all go over there and they do it. But it isn't—it is—it's isn't, not the drugs. It's the people who supply where it's illegal over here. If you're stopped with cannabis and it's only a small amount, they can give you what they call a curbside warning. But uh, but it, it's when you get people talking about cocaine and uh, and celebrities. Yeah, I've done cocaine. Well, who's your supplier? Do you not want to see it stopped? Do you not want to see it stopped? They don't seem to care, do they? They're not bothered about other people. Might take drugs, which might be highly dangerous. I'm always very dubious about drug takers. I never trust a word that they say, actually. But uh, these these ones were druggies and they were sort of, they're off their... Somebody's died, incidentally, on Spice. Already somebody's died. It will be the start of a catalogue of people who take it because apparently it's cheap. And that's what they do with drugs. It's like drug dealers will give it to you for free. give it to you for free. Because they know that at some point you're going to have to pay it back. And if you don't, (laughs) you know, you take your life in your hands with some of these people. But that's what they do. They do it to get you hooked. So Spice is only, I think, £5 a wrap, which is cheap for people. £5 a wrap. And so there's people in Manchester, literally sprawled about all over the place. It'll hit London shortly and we'll all be moaning about it. But uh, here is the warning. Which, is, uh, which has come on the 1st of May. Actually, didn't the Bee Gees sing about the 1st of May? Which I think goes, When I was small and Christmas trees were tall. I think it was a really nice song. Check it out. They found the body of a climber, haven't they, on uh, on part of Everest. God, nothing on earth would ever get me to climb it. It frightens the life out of me, watching people climbing mountains. I don't know why they do it, actually. Is it because it's there? Is that what mountaineers do? They say, I've done that because... It was there. And it was a guy called uh, Stick, uh who was the one who died on the... He'd only just, I think, texted or something just before he, uh, he went. Just trying to think, actually, if I know of any radio presenters with beards. Radio presenters with beards. Does that ever happen? Probably not, actually. You're
0: listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 4.20... I don't know what to do today. It's a bank holiday, and I'm really, really not sure on about If it had been sunny today, I might have thought of something. Yesterday, I, um, I got some... Do uh, uh, you know I've had plants before, which I bought from Costco, which come ready-sown, and you just water the thing, and it just grows, and it's, it's lovely. You've got lilies in and everything else, which I was quite pleased with. And, um, and so, but I've ended up with these empty rattan baskets with inner liners. And I thought, what the dickens am I going to put in there? I could fill them with earth... And then grow the plants on. And then I thought, oh, I don't know, do I really, oh, I didn't want to do that. So I went to get some of these, and I don't know what they call them. You know, those balls uh, of, look like privet hedging, but they come in balls or different triangular shapes. And uh, in the end, I thought, I'll go and get some of those. And I've got four of these bins, so I put four in there. So I spent 80 quid on these balls, which I've left in their original growing pots. I'm not taking them out. They can stay in the same thing. When they die, they get thrown away, which is easier. And I thought that, that was quite a good idea. I was quite pleased with that. And I bought a couple of other little bits and pieces. And I thought, today, today I might I might do it. And then I thought, maybe not, because I don't know what my movements are this week. I've got no idea what my interviews are. I shall probably find out at some point later on today. And, um, and I've got various other little bits and pieces. I've got the hospital to do and stuff like that. Oh, dear, I don't know, bank holidays. I don't know, where do we go? I mean, what do we do? Do we go out somewhere? Do we go to a big garden centre? Do we go shopping? Maypole dancing? Oh, is it Maypole? They won't be doing Maypole dancing today. It's too sodden and wet everything is, isn't it? Everything will be sort of uh, out there. Have you ever done Maypole dancing? No. Just thought coming from Australia you might have done that. Kind of of camp thing they do over there, isn't it, really? Uh, Today, mates, we're going to do Maypole dancing. (laughs) <laughs> and here she is, Maypole, and um, we all dance round her. It's all—it's quite complicated, Maypole dance. I used to watch people doing it on Village Greens, and uh, it involves, you know, the ribbons, and you have to sort of do the coloured ribbons, and they used to do it at Hampton Court as well. They used to have Maypole dance. It used to be a rather strange woman used to go down there with this dancing school, and all the little girls dressed as sort of like with bonnets on and everything. It was very bizarre. And um, and she used to do this this dancing around the maypole with ribbons, and then the ribbons get plaited, and then they all dance back the other. I mean, it's, it's probably far more complicated than I'm making it out to be. I'm making it out that it's a bit. It's, I haven't done Morris dancing. I, I mean, I really haven't done Morris dancing. I like Morris dances. We get them down at uh, the Barmy Arms in Twickenham. They always come around once a year, and they do their. I mean, I I could be the one with the. Um, with the the pole with the bells on it, I could do that, you know. I could just bang that on the ground a few times, but I don't think I'd actually want to dance around it because it looks quite complicated. I could be that strange creature. They have somebody who's got a head on, haven't they, or something like that. And uh, and I can't I can't play the squeeze box. So that much not much uh, not much use to me at all. I'm afraid. Somebody says I think you're you're uh, you're 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 getting uh, confused with Big Brother for career resurrection. No, no, no. Strictly. Strictly. That generally puts on lame ducks on Strictly. It, it doesn't doesn't matter whether or not you think it's a credible show. They're all credible shows because they pay money. But uh, to be honest with you, no, it's for people resurrecting a career. That's Strictly. That's why, you know, you go, oh, Ollie Merz is going on it. I mean, look at the people who've been on it. Goodness sakes, old cast list. You know, people who you thought had disappeared. Richard says, it's the 1st of May. It's a moving day beginning of In Our Mountain Greenery. In the mountain greenery where... God, paints the scenery, just brings crazy people together. boo boo be, doo <laughs> It was like that. That was Marilyn Monroe's thing, wasn't it? Although I'm never totally convinced she actually did. Boo-boo-be-doo. She might have done in something. Uh, Charlie says Ollie Mertz is probably going on Strictly to become a triple threat. It's to boost his portfolio and a way into a musical theatre. They're not going to put Ollie Mertz on musical theatre. He's been around since God created heaven and Earth. No, apparently, if, if he goes on it, the reason is it's to get over the shock of splitting from his last five-minute girlfriend. You know, and so they go... They, so they all say that, don't they? Everybody's got an excuse for doing something. And his is to get over the shock of splitting from his girlfriend or she split from him or something. I should imagine he's probably quite boring. I don't think he does anything. He just sort of he goes out. If he's doing he's doing the concerts, as we pointed out the other day. That's probably okay. But then you know, after that, what else do you do? What else do you do? You go home and you sit there and you watch television. He's not exactly. I mean, he's getting a bit old to be party animal. You know, if people are party animals, they're they're generally uh, generally sort of quite um, quite. So, yes, yeah, Stig Abel does have a beard actually. Well, it's not a proper beard. It's like the Australian blokes. It's it's not a proper beard. It's only. Uh, It's sort of like pretend beard. It's not a proper, you know, uh, Grizzly Adams kind of beard, is it, really? It's sort of, it's just like, sort of, I can't be bothered to shave today, so I'll just leave it for a couple of days. And you have it like that. That's all it is, really. Unfortunately, it's now getting tinged with grey. Always quite worrying, isn't it? I just imagine the time that those first grey hairs appear in your beard is the time you start panicking, you know. Or when you look on your chest and you go, oh, God, is that a grey hair? That's really awful, isn't it? But I mean, that probably doesn't happen to people around here. They're far too young. They were talking the other day. What were they talking the other day about here? Somebody was mentioning here, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's right. Oh, I can't remember now. What was it? Oh, it was... was, uh, I think they were actually trying to explain what freelance means. Because I didn't quite understand what freelance meant, because somebody... That's right. Somebody had complained... Um, about Katie Hopkins. I know I was surprised too. Seriously, honestly, you're going to knock me over with a feather. Somebody was complaining about something she'd written. And in fact, she was talking about it yesterday on her programme. And uh, and somebody was complaining about what she'd written on her Twitter feed. But to us. And I didn't quite understand why somebody would want to write in to us about something she'd written on her private Twitter. I've got a private Twitter. Some people have company Twitters. But I've got... uh, Private Twitter, it's mine. I own my Twitter feed, and I'm verified as well. And so she's got one. So somebody was complaining, and then saying, oh, "But by the way, she is employed by LBC." they go, "No, no, she's freelance. She's freelance." There's a complete difference to being employed and being freelance. But it was somebody was complaining about something she'd written again. There's always some, always something. She likes to court a little bit of controversy. See, oh, I tell you what I saw the other day. Oh, you now you have to you have to help me on this one. I was going through, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Go? Shepherd's Bush. After I finished yesterday, going back through Shepherd's Bush. And then to the left-hand side of me, it's a Pimlico Plumbers van. You can't miss them because they're all logoed up and everything. The driver had a fag on. In the side of Pimlico Plumbers. Van. I don't went I I I like that. I don't, house. It was a roll-up as well. I never understand people doing roll-ups. It's obviously a cheaper way of doing it. Some people around here do roll-ups. And, um, and I remember thinking, I'm going to get a photo of that. Because nobody would believe it, because everybody's always immaculate. But he was smoking in the company vehicle going through. And it's only because I know the vehicle so much that it sort of stood out at me. And I went, Pimlico Plumbers. Oh, driver. What's that in his hand? Smoke it. It's a cigarette. Ridiculous. Of course, I didn't take the photo whilst driving, so I stopped the car, got out, said to him, could you pose? You know, so much easier, just in case people think that I'm driving with one hand, which I don't. And do I have a camera around my neck? No. Do I have a camera in the car? Yes. I do have a camera on my uh, on my dashboard. Uh, Warren, uh, I'll put that date in my diary, thank you. And uh, oh, don't forget, Cliff's coming back in a few weeks' time to start his UK tour. Everybody's doing touring at the moment. it's It's a year for touring, which is good. So Jackie goes to the Tower of London, the busiest we've ever seen it anyway. Saw three people smoking outside the White Tower, Americans, two people smoking just inside the main gate. Surely that's not allowed. I wouldn't have thought so, no. I'm surprised. They're very hot on things like that. Although I saw somebody that I told you I came to get a bus the other day, Friday, when I came into town for lunch. And there's a woman sitting under my bus shelter with a cigarette on. And and just above her head is the no smoking. I felt like, but she didn't look like she understood English. So I kind of thought I'd be wasting my time on that one. But I I should have said something, actually. Normally I say things, don't I? I normally sort of go, apparently smoking in a company car is illegal. Who's it? Well, there you go. There you go. I learn something new every day. Uh, James O'Brien's got a beard, says Jane. Most saints do. He's not a saint. He's just a silly boy. OK. And he's not working today anyway. And uh, somebody else saying actually smoking in a company car is illegal. Well, I'd never seen it before. So the government website smoking in work vehicles. Smoking isn't allowed in any work vehicle that more than one person uses. So smoke. Wait a minute. just smoking isn't allowed in any work vehicle that more than one person uses. So it's only one person using it then. So, a worker can smoke in a company car that only they use if their employer agrees. Oh, right. There you go, you see. Did you know that? So, in other words, if you're the only one that uses that, you can you can smoke in it. But what happens if you're in a taxi? What happens if, if you're a black cab driver? You can't. But you could be the only one who uses that. Oh, there's other people coming in. Right. But I've seen black taxis smoking. I have, so. All right. Buses. I've never seen a bus driver smoking. Never. I mean, how would that work? Never. Vans. Oh, God, every day. Every day for vans. Uh, goods vehicles used by more than one driver. Company cars used by more than one employee. So there you go. So that's how you know. Incidentally, residential care homes and hospices can offer individual smoking rooms, but only for residents. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? So, so you can't just wander into a hospice and go, I'll just come and have a cigarette with you. Only the resident can smoke. Honestly, the things we learn. are we educational? I had my hair cut the other day. Nobody noticed. Nobody mentioned the fact that it's been, you know, carefully crafted. Didn't notice, did you? You're going to need your hair cutting very shortly, Mike. You really are. It's looking looking a little bit sort of like ragtag and bobtail. No good running your fingers through it and dragging half of it off your head, you know. The whole idea is to leave the hair on the head when you do that. I used to, years ago, I used to have the roof of my car down. It wasn't a convertible. I just had the roof of the car down. And, and I drive. And when I got to the other end, my hair was all tousled. I looked like a pop star, a young pop star. And I have got a picture of me, which you'll never see the light of day, of Steve Allen with a perm. Seriously, I had a perm. And I ended up looking like Art Garfunkel. You know, it, was, it was not one of my better looks. Not one of my better looks.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, very Nice to have company. 26 minutes to five. It's pinch and a punch. First day of the month and no returns. And I think it only works up to midday. I don't think it works any further than uh, than 12 o'clock. Um, so, so, so. Oh, well, do you know we haven't had one of these stories for ages? It's a lady who, who gets a letter in the post. And nothing unusual in that. People get letters all the time. But this one was 42 years late. It had obviously got lost somewhere in the post office. I think they sometimes hang on to them and then they deliver them later. So we all go, it's amazing? What a good service. And, uh, and this letter turned up 42 years late. But she said she was very pleased to have got it. Very pleased to have got it. Um, in a desperate attempt to try and drum up some sort of interest in a dreary show, Rylan, who really is not the, uh, the best quiz show presenter, it's an art form. It's an art form quiz show presenting, and I'm afraid you can't just give somebody a quiz show and go, you can do it, as he's proved with this one. It's like the other day, somebody was watching... What were they watching? Oh, the one show with Matt Baker and Alex face? neither of whom can interview. Neither of whom can present. He's fine on the nature thing, where he's outside and he's doing country fine and everything else. In the studio, he's terrible. I mean, he really is terrible. It's just, It's, it's pitiful to watch. I cringe. I sit there because I do this for a living. And you look at him and you think you just don 't know how to do it do you it's just it 's just beyond your bounds of capability and she 's not much better either uh, the other story was um Maddie 's body, which is i mean i just can 't believe it I cannot believe it this is this is the story that 's running in The Daily star. They say she was cremated after her body was hidden in a women 's coffin i mean <laughs> You have to laugh at it, because it's just become so ridiculous. And this has come from uh, the former police chief, uh, Gonsal Amaral, who says the coffin was in a village church. He's told... Wait for this... Seriously, he's told a Portuguese TV show to be aired today. We believe the dead child may have been laid at the feet of a British woman who was due to be cremated. There were three figures seen going into the church at night with a box. It's possible the remains of the child were inside the cremation took place. I mean, I mean where, where did I get this stuff from? Where do I get it from? Uh, the McCanns originally won a libel victory over Mr Amaral after his claims about the case in a book. The ruling was overturned by appeal judges and their decision was upheld uh, by Portugal's Supreme Court. So they're now planning to take their case to the European Court of Human Rights. But they have said the, uh, the, to, the, you know, to the BBC that they will do everything within their power to keep searching for it. But I didn't think they were. I thought that's what the police were doing. That's what we would paid £11 million, £12 million to the police for, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's what I thought. I wasn't aware that there was anything else. Uh, Morning, Steve, says Camille. boo boo We doo was Betty Boop, the cartoon character of the 1950s. Are you sure that, that um, Marilyn never did boo boo I'm pretty certain she did. I want to be loved by you. She did, I'm sure. I know it might have been in that one originally, but I'm sure that Marilyn Monroe sang I want to be loved by you. Alone, boo boo We doo Was that...? <laughs> Perhaps it's just my imagination. I do occasionally get things wrong, but it's very rare, very rare. Oh, where well, do we go? Kim Jong Un again. Lovely. And uh, watching her clap. Oh, clapping. Sorry, jazz hands, jazz hands. Because there might be deaf people in his army. Um, you know, you never know. We'd never know. Ooh, good Lord above. Here's the nanny in the Mel B case, uh, wearing not very much. Luckily, going out with a photographer. And a picture of Mel B kissing her. I mean, I'm assuming after all of this, are we, are we sort of saying that Mel B's bisexual? I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't know where I am with this thing. I just know it's getting quite ugly at the moment. And the blackmail tape has been handed to the police now. Um, And she's obviously trying to hang on to her money. And uh, she's then called him a a linchpin in a a drug thing. Well, why would he be asking her for money? Presumably making more, I should imagine. But, uh, you know, could be wrong, could be wrong. Uh, Rod Stewart, looking very dapper, cheering his ice hockey star Liam to gold imagine if your dad's Rod Stewart? I think that's quite cool, don't you? He's only little. Well, I say he's only little. I think he's, he looks about uh, 10, 11, something like that. But, you know, and you get... And who, who's your dad? Rod Stewart. It's like, who was that... Um, was that lovely story from Idina Menzel, who sang that uh, song from Frozen? And apparently her kids... That's right. Let it go. Let it go. I'm a one. Let it go. You never see me cry. Here I stand. And her, her kids go go to school and uh, all the kids are singing it. And so they say to one of her kids, so what does your mum do? And so he goes, she sang that. And they will go, yeah, right. <laughs> kids don't believe anybody nowadays, do they? they get, you have to prove everything to them. It's like, you know, somebody's saying something. They say, so what does your mum do? She's Dina Menzel, right? She sang the hit song from Frozen. She was in the film. It went round the world. She's sung it on every show you can think of. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't believe a word of it. Sizzler's on the way. After a soggy holiday, they say we're up to 28 degrees. God, I must get my planting done. I really must. So many things to do today, and it's just its just not looking... I just it, With this weather, I don't think we could do anything today. It's just very, very... Very very naff, I'm afraid. It's a great shame. Uh, a lot of people writing into uh, newspapers complaining about Jedwood and um, you know uh, why uh, these fools are given airtime because they're just stupid. They're stupid. They are. They're not the full ticket. This week uh, it's a carry on with Barbara Windsor. Uh, this is a, a new BBC drama about Dame Barbara cheekily claiming she had more than a hundred lovers. Well, if she has, she looks pretty good on it. Let me tell you. And, uh, would that be Scott's 101? (laughs) What do you reckon, Scott? 101, 102, 100, who knows? Let's see, 100. I remember Tony Blackburn saying he had 250 years ago. I mean, 100's basically sort of, I mean, who keeps count? Anybody? You know, I mean, do you seriously sort of go, so you're number 36 this week? You know, I don't, I don't know why people keep tabs of how many people they've slept with. Good Lord, honestly. I can give you rejection numbers if that's any help. <laughs> How many people have rejected you, Steve? Most of them. 84850 Steve at LBC.co.uk. So Colleen Nolan, desperately attempting to keep her marriage together, all that seems to have gone by the wayside now. She says, At last I can dare to bear. So she's put a bikini on. Of course it's in black, because black hides all the uh, all the sort of the wrinkles and all the other little bits and pieces. I don't know why they've done it, actually. I can't think of any any reason. Why the loose women, with the exception of Eamon Holmes's uh, wife, uh, would want to take their clothes off? I don't quite. I don't quite understand it. I'm not. Uh, and uh, and the um, the answer is that she's doing it because after uh, Linda's cancer, it taught me life is too short to worry about bingo wings. And you thought, what's am I going to do with it? So you know, Linda's cancer, and that and that taught you life is too short. So you're going to get out there and wear this think she's airbrushed i kid you not i mean i'm looking at this picture here that is airbrushed you know i mean because we know she's fat because we've seen her sitting on the television and um she says the most self-conscious were kate and uh, andrea says colleen and so we've had to sort of suffer with them all taking a close including ancient old janet street porter yeah janet street porter who's been telling everybody about her beauty regime what beauty regime Janet Street Porter. Ask Calvin McKenzie on the second thoughts, maybe not. They've all done it, but uh, you've got... Uh, when you look at the picture in the paper today, this is airbrushed. Because when you look at the picture of her, you could see, and you could see on the television, she's she got a gut on her. And so they all did it. Uh, Nadia Sawala did it. In fact, everybody except Ruth. And there's no mention of that. Why didn't Ruth strip off? God, I tell you, people have paid good money for that. I think there's an LBC version coming out. Oh, my God. Do you think so? Be, I'm hiding behind Nick Ferrari, I tell you. That'll be the safest thing. <laughs> God, i can't think of anything worse. Although, well, when I go to hospital, I am going to have to take my shirt off. Not good. Ryland Clark Neal, otherwise known as... Yes, it's another gay on the television, thank you. Says he had to have a medical before hosting a new game show as bosses feared the stress could give him a heart attack. Oh, God, do me a favour, please. I, I, I don't, should imagine there's no stress, not by the way we've seen you presenting. At all. It's seen as a high-tension quiz show, which is a bit like Deal or No Deal. In other words, they're worried nobody's going to watch it. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to drum up some interest that he might have a heart attack. Well, as most of it's been filmed, I think it's highly unlikely. Uh, Asked about the stress, Ryland says, When you work in TV, only at the moment, dear, uh, you have to sign an insurance form to say, I've not got a heart problem, or I have. Oh, for God's sake, where do you make this stuff up from? Oh, sorry. what a load of old cobblers! I've been on television. I never had to sign any form that said, "Have you had, have you got a heart problem?" Because the answer is yes, I have. What a load of old codswallop! Honestly, the doctor was nice, and I went to Harley Street. What does that, that prove? And also, they sent him off to Harley Street, which is rooms rented by the hour, isn't it? That's what I thought Harley Street was. But uh, the doctor was really nice. And it says, why are you here? And I was like, I don't know why I'm here. I've never had to do this before. Normally, I'd just tick no in the boxes. I've never heard of this before. It's some new thing that they've come up with because they're sort of, you know, thinking that maybe. He says, it's a risky game where people stand up and scream. There can't be a British audience then. We just sit there and go, I'm sorry, are you one what? A car, riveting. How boring. But uh, he said, what everybody fell in love with about deal or no deal in the early days, it's a simple format. Well, it had to be a deal. You'd never manage it if it wasn't simple. But, um, you know, let's hope the chase comes back very quickly because we don't want too much more of that. Thank you very much indeed. But um, they can't guarantee you will have the tummy up, but Keith and Paddy picture show should be fun. Keith Lemon and Paddy McGuinness. Keith Lemon, honestly. About as funny as, you know, as having a Veruca, I think. He's just not funny. I watched through the keyhole the other day. It's just not funny. He is not funny. And, And I think ITV are finally coming to realise that because it's taken him a long time, he just isn't funny. You know, some people are funny, some people aren't. David Walliams, not funny. Was funny, not funny anymore. And you're always sort of hoping that maybe somebody will sort of go, right, because over Christmas, David Walliams was, you know, on so many shows, and you think, that's what the BBC do, isn't it? They put somebody on there. It's like Mel and Sue. Every time you turn on the television, there's Mel and Sue again. And you think, oh, do me a favour. I mean, you know, Sue Perkins by herself, great. Mel Gidroy, just really naff. Just very naff. And then a picture of, um... Who's that bloke who's in the new Bake Off programme? Noel Fielding. He's just odd, I'm afraid. You know, an attention-seeking, well-past-his-sell-by-date, unfunny comedian. You know, having have seen him being interviewed, he doesn't seem to have any energy whatsoever. It's ridiculous. Somebody says, "Shame we love Ryland. Really, yeah. Apparently, roll-ups are better for you if you're smoking. Less chemicals and cheaper, says Kate. And then somebody says, are you kidding? A perm? yeah. Yeah. A perm. We got a problem with it? Goodness sake, honestly. It wasn't like recently. This is years ago. I mean, you know, I'm I'm in the annals of time. You know, it was the Kevin Keegan look. It was quite a nice... I'll tell you what it was. It was a perm I had, and then I quite liked it, and I thought I'd do another one. So we had a body perm to bulk it up. I didn't want a tight perm. I wanted a body perm. And unfortunately, it frizzed. And uh, it was an absolute <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> Steve you are correct says Camille no surprise there Marilyn did sing it as well I thought you were asking where she got it from apologies for my mistake okay letter from your parents all right and a 20 pound note and we won't say any more about it okay simple as that and uh, Steve says Kate you're absolutely right I have the vinyl record of Maril- Marilyn singing that whole boo boo we do I just like doing that it just just amuses me you know there are certain voices you do boo boo we do it makes you sound a bit simple, I suppose, and I quite like that. I like people thinking I'm slightly simple, then I always surprise them by turning out to be quite simple. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, the, the, the Frank Spencer. I've had a bit of trouble. You know, and everybody does that one, and I don't know why, because I don't think he ever said about a bit of trouble. Little Jessica, little Jessica. And that's right, <laughs> the cat's done a whoopsie. I used to watch those programmes, and actually, I bought, I've got the box set. And uh, I think they're lovely. They were they were of their their time. Frank Spencer, this hapless creature who just couldn't get anything right. But it was, it was a little bit of. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, the fact that he even got married was was a big surprise. You know, because the, the character was so camp in his way. It was, it was lovely when he fell through the ceilings, and he always did his own. Um, his own stunts. Always did his own... I'm like, it's on this programme. Do you realise that I'm flying without wings on this programme? I've actually managed to, to get through, you know. I'm flying solo. So low, we're just scraping over the top of the
0: desk. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. So should they tell
1: you on the Britain's Got Talent programme if they're professional acts? Or, or are we meant to believe that they've just been plucked from obscurity and uh, somebody said, oh, why don't you go in for this competition, you know, because you've got sort of an average singing voice? Or should you be told that, in fact, they've been working for 15 years in the business? They're a professional singer. It's like, you know, when you see the circus acts, you know which ones they are. They're the people climbing up ropes or balancing or juggling or, you know, throwing people around their necks and all that kind of stuff. Should you be told that they've been working in a circus for most of their adult life? Yes, you should. Because otherwise it ruins it, doesn't it, for everybody else. They, they sort of put people up there. It's like when they had that choir who were on there made up of a few people who'd lost children or, you know, people who'd gone missing. Not the whole choir, just a few of them. And, uh, and I thought, if I'd been on that programme, I'd be gutted. You can't put anybody else up against a choir that is singing about missing people. That's just not going to work, is it? Not going to work at all. But uh, I think you should be told, you know, this is a professional act. She's been singing with an ABBA tribute group. And I think you should know. It shouldn't have to be found out by the papers because it makes it look a bit devious. I'd rather be told up front. Listen, 1st you're going to see now, she's been singing for ages. I mean, she should have said when she came on because they always ask them questions. Hello. What's your name? You know, my name's Deirdre. OK, what do you do, Deirdre? Well, I work in an office, but for the past 15 years, I've been singing with an ABBA tribute group. You know, they should say that, as opposed to kind of pretending. Because, as I say, it it makes them look, you know, just not honest. I want to be honest. Big Chris, as I've noticed, my beard is now grey, but everywhere else is red. I didn't know you had any haircuts. I thought you just polished. Very bitter. We don't need that kind of talk. Not on a bank holiday Monday. Not on a bank holiday Monday. When I'm in an especially good mood. I'm always in a good mood on bank holiday. And uh, the British champion... This is uh, Anthony Joshua. He says, I'll make a billion and pay my bill at the laundrette. You won't make a billion, all right? You won't make a billion. You'll be nowhere near a billion. Not a million. You'll be so far away, it'll be just numbers. You'll be nowhere near a billion. You know, you might make, you know, 15, 20 million. But most, most boxers, they make that and then they go off the rails, don't they? I don't know anybody else who doesn't go off the rails. Even Tyson lost 60 million. £60 million. Nice little piece of work, but there you go. Uh, what's that? It's a picture of... Who is that here? Kimberly Garner. Never even heard of her. Who is she? Kimberly Garner. She's wearing a bikini from her range, which basically means she's got a piece of string stuck up her bottom. That's what it looks like to me, honestly. Why do they do these sort of pictures? She was on Made in Chelsea. You poor creature, honestly. And that's it, is it? 27. getting on a bit, isn't she, really? Oh, there she is. She went to a school in Ascot... It's really a bit pointless, really, you doing that, isn't it, really, when you're just going to get your baps out? I don't really see the point of going to school. And then uh, she studied at Lambda and RADA, two acting schools in London, obviously not for very long. Then she became a property developer, so in other words, she wasted her time at uh, Lambda and RADA. And, uh, and then she came to the national attention of Made in Chelsea. She launched a swimwear collection, which she described as a British take on the Brazilian and beautiful but affordable for young women. Patronizing our back. What do they say? Beautiful but affordable for you peasants out there who can't afford to wear the clothes that I wear because I'm gorgeous. She's uh Kimberly is a director of Kimberley London Limited, the company which sells her collections. Which is her company, called Kimberly. Not really very very exciting, is it at all? But anyway, the pieces are surprisingly good. Unlike some celeb design pieces, we won't mention the quality is good. She's done two collections to date. Glamour magazine said that. And, of course, you know how much store we put by Glamour magazine on this programme. But um, uh, her father is uh, also a director of Young London Events Limited. What do they do? What do Young London Events do? We don't know, actually. But uh, I'm sure we're going to find out. uh, Let's have a quick look. Companies. Uh, The company is based in Aldershot, but we're none the wiser. I'm assuming that's her parents' place. Uh, 21, whatever it was. Oh, it's gone. So, Partnership for luck What do they do? What do they do? Regular policy and practice meetings to showcase good practice, disseminate ideas and hear about. Is that something? It can't be the same thing, can it? Young? No, it can't be the same thing. Goodness sake. But uh, it's a creative event management. event. No, in other words, we're none the wiser. Anyway, she's got a bikini out for you poor people that can't afford to buy proper bikinis. You buy a cheaper one, which is lovely. And uh, Kimberley's doing lots of posing. As I say, seems kind of a waste of time, actually, sending it to either Lambda or RADA or anywhere else. Really. She thinks she's really glamorous, so here's my hair being tossed to one side. I always, I always get the videos on the on the programme, and you know, I, love, I love watching the videos, because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm lovely. And then you hear them talk, and you suddenly think, oh, God, don't let them talk, please. Like poor old Spencer Matthews. Has, has, he, has he met Kimberley? He must have met Kimberly, mustn't he? He seems to have met most other people in uh, in Chelsea. But, uh, they said uh, Kimberly set, <laughs> set Pulse Racing last night, but they've got her name wrong. They call her Kimberley Garden. Which makes it sound like a tourist attraction. And here she is wearing another one of those cheap, tarty-looking outfits, which she probably thinks she looks good in. And um, she says, first night back in London after Coachella. Not going to lie, I'm a tad sleepy, but a really fun art gallery. I know, at the risk of sort of missing out on an art gallery where people take your picture and go, who are you? Oh, look, she was with Spencer Matthews. Oh, how sweet. What's he wearing? Oh, dear, poor old Spencer. But uh, Spencer's eyes were on his... Oh, he's been out with her, but there again, he's been out with everybody hasn't he really perhaps they just did jigsaws together or something i like to err on the side of caution and uh, that's the sort of people why do people flock to spencer matthews he's so naff i mean he really is but uh, kimberly went to coachella that's where people go who aren't working okay it's where she can wear her stunning bikinis which uh, well i mean she wouldn't wear them she, she wears the proper things but uh, there's a cheaper version which she's made available to you which is lovely isn't it nice couch I look like that when I'm trying to read a book. I draped myself over there wearing a negligee. Oh, dear, she's got a dog on the desk. Not a good idea. Very unwise. And then she's sort of turned up at uh, at other things. And and there's a lot of her relaxing, isn't there? Wearing very little. That's just what Spencer Matthews saw in her. Well, probably... Yes, she's also... She's filming a Hollywood movie debut. And she's got her big screen debut on Thursday in The Call. Whoa, we'll be flocking to see that one, eh? Oh, God, Kimberly, you are a really hot property, aren't you? You're going to be a huge Hollywood star, dear. Because they're always looking for people to park cars for the proper celebrities, not, not reality show people. you know. And also, they don't know who you are. What is that dog doing? What's going on there? I'm sure about that. Very odd picture to put up. And it's, a, it's just lots of pictures of her sort of sort of wearing outfits and looking sort of kind of dreamy. For that looking, you know, not there. All the time. But anyway, we love you, Kimberly. We think you're fab. Not sure we'd actually hold a conversation with you. But, uh, you know, and if you've been with Spencer Matthews, we don't think we want to know about you anyway, I'm afraid. We don't like Spencer Matthews. But she's very good. She's very good in this film clip that we've seen. She's lovely. (laughs) She's got a nice dog. I quite like the dog, actually. The dog, I think, is a Spaniel. Oh, look, she is with wings on her back, like sort of an angel who's sort of kind of fallen off the tree. But uh, it's lovely, isn't it? Thank you enough already. Might take him away. Uh, Right, what else we got in the papers today? Uh, Britain's Got Talent stars, Dad, Bin, bid to ban farting. I can't even believe I just read that headline. It's an exclusive by Lucy Jones, bizarre TV reporter. They seem to have no end of people putting together this stuff. This is the father of uh, uh, Britain's Got Talent hopeful, Deliso Chaponda, who's an eccentric... Malawian politician who wants to ban farting in public. God, how many people do it? People do that, do they? Uh, oh, the son of rum with uh, Maddie cremated. Heart. I mean, the headline is Maddie cremated. How do you think they're going to feel when they see something like that? Heartbreaking new slur by Portuguese ex-cop, which is going to be on this uh, television programme. At Port- Does anybody watch Portuguese television? I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but I'm just sort of kind of... Worried a little bit about sort of things that are being put out there. You know, then sort of Madeline cremated in somebody else's coffin because somebody saw three people going into a church carrying a box. I mean, I just give up. Seriously, I mean, I just... I don't know what to, what to say about it. Uh, David Cameron's got a hut. Well, actually, it's a shepherd's caravan. You don't need planning permission for these things. It's like a, it's a sort of caravan on metal wheels. It's quite nice. Shepherds, apparently, long ago, whilst tending their flocks... Uh, waiting for the baby Jesus to come round, uh, was sort of there, and somebody said, would, would you like a little hut? And they went, do you know we would? And so they gave them this wooden hut, which is on metal wheels, and it's quite nice, it's painted in farrow and ball colours, so it makes it look trendy, because they, they've sort of... Polarized, the colour grey. I think grey is good for pharaoh and ball and greens and stuff like that. And so he's bought it, and it's got a bed in it and a little kitchen. No, no toilet, obviously. And um, he paid about twenty five grand for it. And they used to, you could see them dotted around on hillsides, in Hackney. And Tottenham and places like that. They'd be sort of dotted and towed behind trucks and all the rest of it. And uh, shepherds stayed in there. I see. I thought the shepherds sat up all night watching over there. Because once the shepherd's in there and the door's shut, what possible use is he going to be to the sheep? You Who, know, by this time, are, are being worried by, by foxes and stuff like that. You know, the foxes are coming up going, we're going to get you. And the sheep are going, bah, bah. "The fox go, we're definitely going to get you. We just don't like you, OK, because you're all naff. And the shepherd, meanwhile, is having an old brew-up. You know, a couple of cigarettes and all the rest of it. And so David Cameron's got... He's going to write his memoirs in it. You just sit in the house like normal people. Would that not be it? I've thought about getting one. You know, sort of like my own log cabin. i thought about that. You know, handcrafted. And... uh we drummed out the brownies very shortly. But uh, what, was, what was obvious news? And it was something that was coming up very quickly. Uh, the news at five o'clock, this bank holiday money. You don't need to get up. There's no point in getting up today if you don't want to do anything. If you want to have a lazy day in bed, have a lazy day in bed. That would be my advice. Don't feed seagulls. You could be fined £80. Who feeds seagulls? Who seriously feeds seagulls? Nobody. Apparently there are lots of brides now who ask for a cabbage in their bouquet. Ornamental cabbages are very, very popular. Tony Blair says, I'm not as rich as everybody believes I am. Uh, people have said, so they say, what, between 30 to 50 million? He went, oh, no, no, less than that. I thought, I, I think you're fibbing. I think you're fibbing. The weather we've got at the moment brings a plague of moths. And um, the oversized packets, half empty. Cheating shoppers. And who's the family living in a premier inn for three years?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's
1: amazing, isn't it? They've, uh, they found on a beach in Norfolk uh, what they think is a two million year old mammoth. I thought you had to go to Blackpool to find mammoths, but apparently, no, they're in Norfolk and the fossil hunters think they found it. Two million years old. I mean, how do they know? Has it got a note on it going, I'm two million years old? I didn't know we had mammoths. In Norfolk, but I suppose so. We get them round London, so we probably find them in uh, in Norfolk. I thought I love the idea, don't you? Especially for those people who say you can't actually find it. I'm mean, looking at the blokes here. They found a, they found a tibia at West Runton. They say it could be two million years old. Do you think it's genuine? What do you think it's? I mean, I don't know whether these things are genuine or fair. How do you just know? You just go and sort of. I mean, look, it's not even buried that deep in the sand, is it really? I think they've made it up. I think it's made up of something else. I think it's just sort of a cow's thigh bone or something. They say it was provisionally identified as the tibia, the lower leg bone of a mammoth, which last walked the earth more than 700,000 years ago. How do they know? And where's the rest of them? Kind can't have just been wandering along by himself, must he? Did he get caught by the tide? Trapped in the tide and then the only thing remaining? The leg. You know, where's the rest of him? I mean, if they found a skull... I'd, I mean, I'd like to actually found there. I mean, Mr. Chamberlain, one of the Dan, call him Dan, I think, for the purposes of this program, says I've found fossils along all the coasts, but this is the best find I've had to date. Yeah, but where's the rest of it? Well, I don't, I don't have a problem with people searching on beaches because I'm, I'm quite intrigued by archaeology, so I don't have a, I don't have an issue with that. Uh, I've never had a metal detector. I wanted one but I never actually got one. I see people doing it on the banks of the Thames, but then there's a very good chance of finding coins and stuff like that. Um, but to sort of, you know, if, if you go out to certain places, what's that place which is the Jurassic Coastline? That's got all sorts of stuff. The Jurassic Coastline in this in this country has got all sorts of things which you can um, find, you know, just literally pick up. You can pick up all sorts of things just off the beach there. And so down in Dorset, sorry, down in Dorset, I beg your pardon, in case anybody thought I was being a bit rude to the people from Dorset. They don't oral talk like that. Just most of them are yokels. But, uh, no, I quite like that. You see, I'm, I'm quite into, into archaeology. I like Time Team. I thought Time Team was fantastic. When they axed the programme, I was gutted gutted I mean, it's not many decent educational programs on the television and that would have been one of the ones that i i would have watched because i like that kind of thing and so you know two people go out there it's like people who go out you know doing golf isn't it i mean i'm not really big into golf in fact i'm not into golf at all in fact i'm not into golf bowls table tennis badminton anything good lord what's that that's is that it is that it or oh, that's Margaret. She was digging in 1990. Good God, she found the West Runton elephant bone. That beach must be littered with mammoths and elephants and stuff like that. But I think that's good. Don't you think that's great that we find stuff all these years later? And uh, they say here, the West Runton freshwater bed is a five-foot-thick layer of organic-rich mud which is uh, deposited by a medium sized river long before the beginning of the Ice Age. The deposit east of West Runton is believed to be full of all sorts of fossils, the most famous of which, the West Runton mammoth, was uncovered following storms in 1990. Wow. You see, I think that's great. Because what happened with a lot of mammoths, they got caught up in mud and stuff like that. And uh, they also think that they found their uh, bison, rhinoceros, and hippopotamus. In fact, here, just down the road from here in Trafalgar Square, we used to have rhinoceros and stuff walking across there. Obviously, a few years ago, I take, you know, not recently, because that would frighten people on the buses. You'd be sort of clinging to the top of the bus shelter, you know, sort of had started turning up. So I think that's nice. I think that's nice. They're, they're going to send it to the Norfolk Museum Services to be authenticated. So I'm all in favour of that kind of thing. Uh, Charlie says, uh, Steve, do you ever want to kick yourself when you aired your opinion of a celeb, and I say that loosely, losing out on the chance of an interview? No, not in the slightest. Of course not. No, definitely not. No, I've never lost out on any interviews in my life. I turn them down. I, I, because they offer me guests, and I go, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Certain, I just don't want to talk to certain people. You know, they'd all be delighted if Katie Price walked in, but of course that's not going to be happening on my life. Uh, span. Uh, David is in knots. He said, could you possibly supply me with a picture of you with a perm? I think not. I think not. I think that could be sort of blackmail material. You know, Steve Allen with a perm. It's a nice picture, actually. I'm not complaining about the state of the picture. It's just the perm's a little bit naff. So, uh, no, it'll never see the light of day. Never. Well, as far as I know, it'll never see the light of day. Uh, So what happened to the bunny? Why's the bunny that was on that flight? Do you remember the United Airlines flight? It died. It was in the hold. And, and I said, but, you know, bunnies do do that because it might have had a heart attack. It could have been anything. It could have been absolutely anything. Anyway, it died, and it's been cremated already. The woman who, uh, who owns it, the breeder, has slammed United after they cremated him without her consent. He'd been flown from uh, Heathrow and was destined for a celebrity owner in Ohio. Last night, former Playboy model Annette... Who says the whole thing stinks of a cover up oh it doesn 't stink of anything it 's a rabbit that died it 's not sort of it's not a child or something like that. She says all I want to know is how he died well heart attack, what do you reckon? heart attack? you know what else do you think it was? You know the bunny was gassed or something like no, just had a heart attack. I should imagine she suspect she says I suspected he was dropped, but to find out he was frozen to death has really knocked me. See the funny thing was that i 'm sort of um I'm sort of intrigued why they put animals in the hole, because it is cold in there. It's not heated. That's the whole idea. You can keep keep stuff in the hold. But anyway, so he might have for it. But they would have known that because they've they've flown animals before. All of a sudden, it's you know a little bit a uh, little bit different, isn't it? Really. Uh, Tony Blair saying he's not as rich as everybody thinks he is. I mean, one of them, <laughs> I bet he is. I bet he is. He's he's trying to make out that he's really concerned about the country and everything else. It's like Jeremy Corbyn. Apparently Jeremy Corbyn's found £3 billion to help out schools. Where's that come from? Or was that, just lying around in some coffers or something? Mind you, they'll say anything to get you. It was interesting hearing somebody talking about the other day that a lot of people have defected from Conservatives to Labour, whereas I was with uh, Darren that it's the other way round. People have deserted Labour to go to the Conservatives. It's certainly not the other way. Absolutely not. All the figures point to uh, completely the opposite. Because so I was listening to somebody talking about it. I'm thinking, no, you're wrong. Absolutely wrong on that. But there again, people sometimes are so blinkered that they, uh, they don't see the patently obvious right in front of them. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We'll put everything on the programme between now and 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, they found uh, a chick... This one born with four legs. That's what happens when they do this interbreeding and all of a sudden you get some freak chicken that comes out. And this little chick's got four legs. Quite freaky, quite freaky. Uh, and also, flipping egg. Is this a vegan burger, the end of meat? Is this vegan burger, the end of meat? Uh, because they say it's, um, it looks delicious. It sizzles, it does everything. So I've never quite understood. I could quite happily eat vegetarian. I don't think there'd be any problem with eating vegetarian. I could actually live without meat. Some people couldn't live without meat could they? And also today, I bet you'd all be thinking, oh, let's have a barbecue. And then you'd be looking out the window going, maybe let's not have a barbecue. Let's go somewhere else. I thought there was going to be a big fair, fun fair at Hampton Court. There isn't. There's a little one at uh, Richmond. There might be one round your neck of the woods. So uh, go and support them. This is, you know, start of their season, really, for the showman. They need to have, uh, you know, punters... Uh, going out and having a go at the uh, the rides and the hoopla and all the other bits and pieces which are on offer at the funfair. I think they're great free entertainment. I really do. Very good. Uh, the Bizarre TV column, it's just press releases, that's all it is actually. And it's very dreary and very boring, so we don't really bother with that at all. Uh, they've got Extreme Cake Makers on Channel 4. I like people who make cakes. Uh, Master Chef and uh, Greg Wallace and John Taroad. I uh, only like John Turow, I'm afraid. I don't like Greg Wallace. But then we're all entitled to like people and not like... Oh, my God. Um, it's people's bottoms that are on display in the uh, in the papers today. Uh, one who's a grandmother, she's 73. She's showing you her, her bottom. And uh, all sorts of... I don't really think we want to see people's bottoms in the papers. I don't want to be rude about them. Mystic Meg, who isn't Mystic Meg. This is the younger version. The other one, I don't know what happened to her. I think she sort of disappeared somewhere. always very embarrassing when they have people. Did she keep... I don't think she saw it coming at all. I don't think she saw it coming. We used to have programmes like that all the time on LBC. We used to have lots of psychic programmes. One of them could listen to somebody's voice, All, all with Clive Bull. You ask Clive Bull about it if you get the opportunity, but you probably won't on his programme now. But, yeah, the, um, he, he was always talking about... This was a guy... I think he was John somebody. I can't remember the, his, his other name. But he would listen to people's voice vibration. He could be fairly accurate. And before anybody says we should bring it back, the rules say you can't. It's got to be an entertainment... OK, you can't claim that you can talk to the other side because there is no other side. Years ago, you, you'd have it, but it was sold as an entertainer. That's why little Sally. Hello, darling. He's here with me on the stage. No, he's not. No, he's not. Only in your bewildered state. And uh, and it's it's done as an entertainment. It's got to be sold as an entertainment. You cannot legally tell somebody that you can communicate with the other side. Unless you're Yvette Fielding, the biggest pile of rubbish I've ever seen on the television. I mean, nobody buys into that. Garbage. It really is dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Uh, Rod Stewart goes out with wives numbers two and three. There's something about him, though, isn't there? I mean, he's still Rod Stewart and he's still going at the age of 72. 72. And they've got a picture, actually, with Rachel, with Sir Rod and Penny, their son Aidan and Alistair, and then Liam's girlfriend. And so so it goes on, actually. It's a big, (coughs) big family. That he's got now. Big family. So good for him. He's still going. Listen, he's worked for it. He's worked for it. Why not? Enjoy yourself, for goodness sake. Life is a wee bit too short. Uh, So the the Tony Blair story, I've got to tell you, actually, because um, the former prime minister said he was worth a lot less than 30 million. He says, I've actually spent a vast bulk of my time since leaving office on a pro bono charitable work in Africa. And all I can say about my so-called wealth is the reports are greatly exaggerated. So how many houses have you got? How many houses? Because he says here, I've got a very nice house in London, nice house in the country, each with significant mortgages. The equity in those is the bulk of my wealth. Well, yes, but what about the children and everybody else? I mean, come on, don't, don't hoodwink us again, for goodness sake. Making us sound stupid now. Making us sound stupid. Uh, also today, I was going to do the show off weddings. Why do they always end in tears? Because they are because they're just show off weddings. And they've done a piece here, you know, on, you know, themed nuptials, you know, everybody's got to dress as Batman characters or something like that. And you know, it's going to end in tears. You know, every one of Jordan's disastrously cheap, tacky weddings has ended in disaster. Every single one of them. As I say, Peter Andre was sweating more than most in his wedding, mainly because he's thinking, oh, my God, she's going to eat me alive, and it won't last, and we'll have two beautiful children, and and it will finish, and then, you know, we'll both have to exploit them and put them in magazines, and then she'll complain about it, and then she'll do the same thing, and then she'll sort of bring out little Princess Timmy, and uh, she's apparently going to be writing her own book, and then she'll be doing her own publicity, and I'll have to think of something for, for Prince to do, or whatever his name is. And uh, then we got Harvey. And Harvey was pictured... I don't know if you've seen the uh, video. I don't want to draw your attention to it. But she's been uh, wrapped on the knuckles again because she's a bit dim. She's got Harvey dancing with his shirt off, shouting the C word. I mean, you're such a class act, aren't you? You really are. It's just amazing. Uh, have I ever been to a theme wedding? No. 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 What, dress up? No, definitely not. Dress up. As what? As what? I don't know. You know, uh, oh, no, I've got normal friends. I don't think they'd uh, they'd ever dress up for some. I don't know. I don't think so. My idea of dressing up is just putting a Tommy Bahamas shirt on. I've got to dress up for a do that I've got coming up. I don't like dressing up. I'm hopeless at dressing up. I just feel uncomfortable. You know, I'm happier in a pair of jeans and a, and a sloppy shirt kind of thing. And that's about it. I don't want to have to dress up. You know, when you have to put a suit on, some people here, they spend their lives in suits and that's fine for them. Not for me. Not for me. I just cannot wear a suit. and I, I've, got to, I've got to try this one on that I've got. I've got loads. Uh, but none of them fit, so I have to mix and match with... Oh, it's a disaster. I don't want to think about it. I'm so stressed out at the moment. I don't need anything else. Thank you very much indeed. You're listening to
0: a podcast from LBC.
1: Interesting, isn't it? When you sort of think about how people make their money nowadays, a lot of people. I mean, there was a, there was two stories about money. First of all, somebody goes into McDonald's the other day, one of their and uh, pays with a five pound note, and the staff refused to take it because it's one of the old five pound notes, which in fact do not go out of currency till another week. Got another week before they're out. And McDonald's refused to take it. So this poor person standing there going, "It's a five pound note," and they're going, "No, it's not legal tender." They're going, "It's legal tender." That's a case of a thick manager running, because it's probably a franchise, I should imagine. And uh, in the end, McDonald's had to apologise, as indeed they should do, you know, if you can't educate your staff better than to sort of not accept money. But in a week's time, so if you've got any of those old £5 notes, you know, not the plastic ones, you know, get rid of them. Start getting rid of them as soon as you can, because they cease to be legal tender at the end of this week. You can't use them for anything. I'm not even sure the banks will be changing them. I think they're, they're changing them now. I'm not sure whether or not they will after they cease to be legal tender. We'll find out. Find out for you. But uh, just get rid of them. As far as I'm concerned, get rid of them. Um, and there's, um, the latest rich list has got somebody in here. This is Denise Coates. Denise Coates, she's done very well for herself because she founded Bet365 15 years ago from a portable building in a Stoke car park. Uh, the mother of five was paid last year £117 million. That's what she got last year. <laughs> the list will be published in full uh, on uh, on Sunday, this coming Sunday. Uh, they reckon J.K. Rowling is now worth £650 million. I don't begrudge you any of that. The old fivers, incidentally, go out of circulation uh, this coming Friday the 5th. After then, you can take them to the bank's... Building societies and post offices. And uh, they may not take it, but the uh, but the Bank of England will. Well, there's a train journey for you. There's a train journey. So you can take them in. My advice is get rid of them. OK, get rid of them. Do not keep them any longer. Just get rid of them. and um, And then you'll be a happy person. Because if you start writing to me, you know, this time next week... Uh, saying, oh, I can't make them take them. I did warn you. Okay, so there you go. That's your only warning. Uh, A plethora of walruses appearing on the Housewives of Cheshire, says Jane. I have seen the Housewives of Cheshire. They're horrible people. I mean, they really are horrible. I mean, they're not even clever horrible or funny horrible. They're just vile. They're seriously talentless bimbos made up to look like sort of people who they think have got class. It's amazing how people's variation of class changes. You know, at one time we had white D everywhere. Thank God her career's disappeared. We're very happy about that. You know, and perhaps she can get down and start doing some proper work for a change, which is what we want for Daniela Westbrook. We wanted to get a job and work. We want the same for Kerry Coke-Toner. We want the same for all these people. Stop faffing around in the media. Get out there and get yourself a proper job. Because uh, I promise you, life is going to become really difficult, Danielle. Okay? Just I warn you now. Because there's no work for you. Nobody's going to employ you as an actress. They're really not. You're unreliable. You need to get out there. Get a proper job. Go and do something. Go to college. Study. Do something. And just sit there faffing around like old uh, Coke Toner. But uh, the housewives of Cheshire, they all think that this is what class means. Whereas they haven't got the first idea about it. They're all cheap and tacky. They might have money. But that doesn't buy you class. And the one thing they don't have is class. Chris in Brentwood says, I've noticed Amy Child's boutique shop has gone from Brentwood High Street. Well, I thought that was going ages ago. That's it's not near her other. Sh- well, it's sort of near the other shop. It's just down from the, the roundabout. She's got a boutique shop which does clothes and then she's got the uh, the other one. But the trouble is she's competing in a big market. Why would you want to buy clothes from Amy Child's? What does she know about clothes? You're going to go to a, to a proper retailer or buy online. There's loads of places in Brentwood you can go to. They said the windows have been whitewashed. Or perhaps it's perhaps it's being done up. Might be being done up, you know, because she's got her salon. And I think they do the usual sort of makeup and stuff like that. But she's had babby. Had babby. Not married, which is the way forward, of course, in uh, in uh, the people from these reality shows. so Sorry, get married, I don't think. So, no, we're not going to be together that long. Just got, you know, just got babby, because I wanted a babby. What for? Uh, to get more money from OK Magazine if you've got Babby. Oh, OK, right. And um, what, what after that? Um, another Babby? OK. And then uh, uh, what do you do then? Another photo session for OK Magazine. And uh, and all the other magazines that want to pay us to take pictures of Babby. And that's nice. OK, great. And then what happens after the second chart? Another Babby? Yeah, you just keep going, don't you? A bit like Kerry Katona. Five, I think, we've had now. And I think the sixth on the way. Lovely. Doesn't actually have a job. Just keeps churning them out. A bit like a football team or something. Or a litter in the corner. It's terrible. They're all sort of into having children. So Amy Charles has got one. I believe that the, uh, the father is, uh, is another one of these who uh, you couldn't really bear to look at. But she says, welcome to the world, my beautiful daughter. They're all beautiful, aren't they? You actually discover who the kid works out, who the mother is. I mean that's going to be a bit of a shame, isn't it? And then says, "How much did she weigh?" Writes somebody here, "Congratulations, congratulations!" And then there's one here who's written it. <laughs> These kids are really stupid people. Nothing stronger than the bond between a woman and their first-born child. Trust me, I got four. These are the sort of people who write to Amy Childs. You're going to do Lally time, isn't it? And one says, "Oh, she's finally arrived to hold and treasure and bring you a lifetime of happiness." How will that happen, dear? A lifetime of... What do you mean a lifetime of... They do talk garbage, don't they, these people? That was somebody called Tracy. Tracy's probably got Babby, too, because everybody's got Babby. You just wish that Amy would maybe get married. But they say, uh, thanks to a series of projects ranging from a pram line to a new reality show, they reckon she'll make a million pounds this year because she's got Babby. And that's what it is now. It's just a commodity, isn't it, really? And, And it's sort of Babby. And so she's also... Uh, her business ventures are going from strength to strength. She offers new high-end aesthetic treatment. And uh, she's got pedicure and non-surgical facelift and some gynecological treatments. I don't like to think about things like that too much. But, uh, yep, Amy Childs. And she's got boyfriend. Boyfriend might or might not be tagged. I'm not sure, actually. I can't remember. <laughs> but I have a sneaking feeling he might be. I have a sneaking feeling. I, seriously, the producer laughs, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that she's got another one of these blokes who spent time entertaining her man. He's tagged, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Class act, Amy. Well done there, darling. And, and will you be with him for very long? Probably not. His name's Bradley. Bradley's builder. He's got a criminal record. He spent two stints in jail and time in a young offender. So he's, uh, he's kind of a well-seasoned old crim. And uh, they struck up a romance... Back in March, two years after the first meet. Hello, my name's Bradley. What's your name, babe? Amy. OK, what do you do, Amy? I don't do nothing. What, yeah, but what do you do? You, you got businesses? Yeah, I'm famous. I was on re- a reality show. Oh, right. How much money you got? <laughs> Bradley, um, 18 months in prison for handling stolen goods. Oh, you're so worried, don't you, really? He also got 16 months at Basildon for three counts of theft. Then he spent 19 months for burglary, handling stolen goods and driving offences. He still wears an electronic tag. Amy reveals she suffered from a breakdown when he went to prison. Well, let's let him out, darling. Why don't you just give him the key to your shop? Okay? let's see how long it lasts. My God. And then in 2015, we thought that she kicked him out of the house. You know, because, have you ever tried having a conversation with, with Amy Childs? When you'd see her on the programme, I mean, it was like listening to a three-year-old. You know, because she'd talk, you know, like, yeah. And there's a picture of her and uh, Bradley on the beach. And uh, she vowed not to give up on the relationship when he came out of prison. That's nice, isn't it? And now he's got tag. Got tag on, really. Uh, they met on a, on a dating site. He, he'd been talking to somebody else on something called Plenty of Fish dear mind you at least she's got money that's he'd like that wouldn't he because he's into burglary and he's into you know he's into furthering everything and uh he's another one of these funny little oh it's a shame we did, we've got the picture of him on the beach but we haven't got a picture of the tag i was looking forward to seeing a picture of that she was on the beach with him but they've had the baby so that's nice and um also she's had plastic surgery she admits she thought pregnancy was a mistake until she had her first scan Oh, that nice? Woman gets pregnant. That'll be all the big rage today. They'll all be talking about that one, won't they? God, Amy Charles had a baby. No, yeah, with a crim. Oh, my goodness, that's that's brilliant, isn't it? Like, it seems to be a lot of those sort of lame ducks wandering around the reality shows, and the only people they actually get to go out with are people who have been in prison. Uh, and Binky Felsted wrote to her. You know Binky, his real name's Alexandra, but she's called Binky because she's like, you know, Binky. And she's also got baby, too, having babby. And then she goes, eek, because she's class. Congratulations, at Miss Amy Childs. And then, for some reason, five exclamation marks. I don't know why, dear. Perhaps you can't write. Wishing you and your new little family all the best and happy She's had a baby, dear. It's not a family she's got. She's got a baby. So exciting, she goes. Ah, riveting. And then there's loads of other people wrote back. And then Amy tweeted back, thank you, hun, h-u-n, she in the German Luftwaffe or something? This is there something we don't know here? Thank you, Hun, she's perfect. They always say that, don't they? And I'm terribly sorry we've got one with three legs, you know, and two heads. I go, yeah. But uh, have you ever seen Amy Charles with no makeup on? Woo, scary. OK Magazine. Huge congratulations, that'll be in there then. OK, that'll be the thing. And, um, and everything you need to know about the birth and the pictures are in OK Magazine. I'm presuming she had sex in the normal way, unless it's some way I'm not aware of, and that meant that she got pregnant. So it's lovely. That's lovely. Well done, you. Well done, you. That's uh, enough already. I've had enough. In uh, 2016, they were doing which celebrity? Women, you know, because Storm Keating. That really is her name, Storm. She's somewhat taller than Ro- uh, Roman. Uh, Amanda Seyfried and her fiance, and also Helen Skelton. They're all having babies, aren't they? It's obviously the year for babies. Must be the year for... How can we make money out of... Babby, so we just sort of put it up and have a picture of the babby, and then uh, they they give you money for it. I don't know why. Even old Tony Beek for old to- oh my God, honestly, it's creepy. And uh, Alex Gerard has had her babby with her husband Stephen Gerard's. It's nice, isn't it? She's one of those people who's got the sort of the vacant look and obviously very expensively done hair, which is lovely. And, uh, also, I don't know who that one is, actually. Amy Charles, we know. She's told OK! magazine. I don't know why they're interested in her. Nobody knows who she is. And, uh, Janet Jackson. Uh, she's pregnant with her first child. And, uh, she says, we thank God for our blessing. So, obviously, not just having sex with somebody. So, obviously, you know, you bring other people into it. Jerry Horner, of course. Uh, Jerry Halliwell, as was. Billy Fahir's. she's expecting her second child. Not actually married yet, but, you know, sure we wish that uh, that'll be happening soon. Natalie Portman, second child on the way, which is great. The one-show presenter. Uh, she does actually have a husband. It's just that maybe she should stay in a little bit more. for old Alex Jones. Her husband's called Charlie. And uh, Jamie Vardy and wife Rebecca. They had baby. And uh, they uh, uh, Jessica Plummer as well. Babies everywhere. The place has gone mad for babies. It's probably round here too. Round here, loads of people are pregnant. Loads of people, and then Stephanie Davis has confirmed she's expecting first Babby! with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, lovely. That'll be flogged down the line, won't it? That's what people do now. You have babies, you sell the pictures. The only people who must be reading OK magazine must be expectant mothers. I can't see it's of any interest to any bloke. Apart from the fact that you look at Stephanie Davis over made up and you think, why did she lose that job in Hollyoaks? You're listening to
0: a podcast from LBC.
1: Only a really nice, heavy company. Twenty-six minutes to six. Bank holiday Monday. The opportunity of getting out there and doing absolutely nothing because the weather's foul. I don't even know if it's raining here. And I should just have a quick check. Actually, we so have to ask, don't we? We have to ask Siri just in case there's something interesting going on with the weather. It only takes my location here, so whether or not this is applicable for, for where you are in the country. Is it going to rain today? Yes. I think we'll see some rain today. There you go. It looks about 10 degrees in uh, London and the rain coming in by 10 o'clock this morning and running all the way through till about 2 o'clock this afternoon. That's what they've said. 14 degrees, something like that. And uh, so, yes, in London. You try it yourself where you are. Steve, plenty of fish. Typical. You go fishing and you hook a whale, says Paul. Uh, Val, an old cargo officer at Heathrow, says animals travel and hold 5.0. At the rear of the aircraft, which are heated when required, the temperature is activated by a switch in the cockpit when there are animals on board. She thinks this one was dropped. But as I say, as, the, as it's been cremated, we we sorry to laugh, but we won't know, will we? You can hardly sort of put it back together again and find out. I said it probably had a heart attack. Because they're quite big, these things. I mean, this is like a three foot long bunny. This isn't, you know, any small animal. This is absolutely ginormous. It's huge. Absolutely huge. Uh, TV's Loose Women revealing their bodies. As I say, everybody except Eamon Holmes' wife. Ruth is not revealing her body. I wonder why everybody else has done it. Even ancient old Janet Street Porter. You know, 70, if it's if she's a day. They've all done it. And uh, Sarah can Jane Moore's done it. And uh, Linda Robson... And uh, and then you've got dreary old Colleen Nolan who goes on about her life at every opportunity. They kind of get what they deserve, really, when they sort of, you know, sell themselves down the the river. We've left the young on the bread line, says Bake Off's Prue, Prue Leith. And uh, she's probably right, actually. She's probably right. I like Prue Leith. She's, she's nice. You'll like her. If you aren't aware of her, if you if you drive out, or if you get the train out of Waterloo, on the right-hand side as you're going out of the station, or the left-hand side of you coming in, is Prue Leith's... Um, um, sort of academy there you can see the big sign above it uh the prime minister says diabetes is no barrier in life i agree actually here's somebody feeding um he's feeding gulls for some reason uh which means that gulls then start attacking and they you know they they go for uh they go for food and they go for all sorts of things hunt for madeline's mystery woman here we go it's more doolally stuff. We don't uh, we don't really know if this is true any more than we think she's been cremated, but we don't know if that's true either, or that MI6 or MI5 knew all about it. We don't know about that one either. And uh, you're more me than me, Barbara Windsor tells star Jamie. This is Jamie Winston. And um, Barbara here, she's, uh, she's being played by... I think there are three people. She's 79 now. It's not physically possible, is it? It's not physically possible that people get to these ages and still look amazing. Still look amazing. Uh, Joshua might make a billion. He'll never make a billion. Don't be so stupid. Why do they print these ridiculous headlines? This box is never going to make a billion. Don't be so ridiculous. It's just not going to happen. He might make, you know, 20 million, 30 million, but uh, he's not going to make a billion. And that's where we get stupidity. Uh, The mighty joy of travelling Britain's little railway tracks. We like little railways. I like a railway I do like a railway journey and this is a narrow gauge uh, railway and this is uh, going up to the summit of Snowdon what a lovely journey what a lovely journey a little a little little narrow gauge railway train that takes you up there that, uh that would be my kind of uh, my kind of happiness michael portillo loves his little rain, uh, rain journeys <laughs> little little train journeys which uh, he does on that program he's going with uh, this guide isn't he and he takes the guide and he goes there and he gets off the train in the sort of out-of-the-way places. And there he is in a pink jacket with pale blue trousers, looking a little bit like a, a confectionery. And, uh, and then the next time we see him, he's in a red jacket with blue trousers. And it's all just lots of coloured jackets and things like that. And he gets off and it's all that people could do to stop laughing, I should imagine. It's, it's like the pastel brigade. They must have about 30 jackets. Which they sort of wheel out for him to do, but I quite. But the train journeys, I like. I like the music on the program as well, and I just like the idea that if I had loads and loads of time on my hand, I would spend my life just just getting onto trains and going somewhere. You know, I want to go to Crew because Crew. No, I do because Crew uh, train station is very famous because that was the crossover point for all the acts in all the theatres. They crossed over at Crewe. So they'd, they'd all meet at crew and then they'd be off to, to different locations. So Crewe was very famous, very, very famous. I mean, admittedly, the stations was a dump. But, you know, it's, it's, it was famous because of all the showbiz people. Uh, Blackpool, oh, maybe not about Blackpool. And uh, I just like the idea of doing train journeys. It is nice. I want to do a train journey along the side of, of, a, of an ocean. There was one that got washed away, wasn't there? Some sometime, you know, that 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 I didn't like. That bit I didn't like. But I just like the idea of sitting there, sort of, you know, having something to eat and watching the world go by. <laughs> I think that's a, it's a nice peaceful thing to do, isn't it? And the storm-damaged uh, railway, now now you look at it, it does look a lot... to It looked a bit bit, uh, bit rank before. And this is through Dawlish in Devon. Destroyed during the winter storm. And uh, that was three years ago. 300 people from Network Rail rebuilt it at the cost of £35 million. So it's now got... This new wall, which looks quite nice, and it sort of it appears to be protected, unless that sea's going to come up that uh, that high. Well, that's interesting. Six child actors who quit. You see that at the top. Six child actors who quit acting. Okay, who are they? Who are they? This is uh, child stars have been uh, you know crucial part of Hollywood, but six of them left to pursue other things. The first one is Peter Ostrom. Now you might not know the name, but he was Charlie in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, 1971. Uh, he's a vet now. He's a vet. Go just go down a bit? Just have a look at... No, no, the other way. Sorry, the other way. Just have a look at a picture of him. My God, you wouldn't... If you saw him on the street, you wouldn't recognise him, would you? You'd have no idea that he was Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Pe- Peter Ostrom. The other one, who was in everything, is a girl and Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson, in, in fact, in the 1990s, it was fairly difficult to go to the cinema without seeing a film that she was in. She did Miracle on 34th Street, Mrs Doubtfire, A Simple Wish, Matilda. Then she got into her teenage years and she retreated from the limelight. She says, I was not a cute kid at 13, so Hollywood didn't really want me. And she she is now a writer. She released a book called Where Am I Now? She came out as bisexual as well. Uh, oh, shocked a lot of people. Uh, Mary Badham. Mary Badham uh, was... Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, Mary Badden was hired to play the role of Scout, the young girl who serves as the book's narrator. And again, another person who sort of, you know, she was coaxed out of retirement to do, I think, 2005's Our Very Own. But uh, Cameron Watson said he wouldn't accept any other actress. She now works at a, as an art restorer. Uh, Shirley Temple, of course, was another one. When she was a child, nobody could actually believe that she was uh, a little girl, and she was just phenomenal. In her adult years, she entered politics and public affairs. She became a Republican fundraiser. She also served three years as the United States ambassador to what was then known as Czechoslovakia. She had a mocktail named after her, which, thank you for asking, consists of ginger ale or lemonade and a splash of grenadine. Um, when she died in 2014 at the age of 85, she left behind a remarkable legacy. No child star has ever come close to doing what Shirley Temple did. Mark Lester was the big one for us in this country. He was just 10 years old when he was cast as Oliver in Oliver, the film adaptation of the stage musical released in 68. He made loads of little films. They liked him. He was a cute kid. He knew how to cry on cue and, um, he did very well, but he's, uh, he was godfather to Michael Jackson's three children, and uh, he says child actors going on to become adult actors never really work. So he's an osteopath. Now, he's very tall as well, very very tall, very tall boy. Uh, Ariana Richards uh, was in Jurassic Park. She played Lex Murphy. Sorry, yeah, she's uh, she's a girl. Oh right, of the two, I can't remember that Jurassic Park. To be honest, she was only twelve when she did it. Then she did Lost World Jurassic Park four years later, but then took a, a step back. She's got a degree in fine art. She says being interested in acting never changes. Acting is in your blood, and of course, I'll always be interested in it. And then she came back uh, in 2013 for Battle Dogs. So there's loads of other people, I think, loads of other people who've been, you know, tempted. And the uh, the path to fame and fortune is littered with people. Everybody thinks that they want to do it. it makes me laugh. You get somebody... As I said the other day, you've got uh, Duncan from Blue. And uh, he's in... I think he might be in Hollyoaks or something like that. And he was doing some acting the other day. I don't know what um, what actually... Is uh, is his sort of claim to fame? I don't really know how much acting he's actually done, but uh, he was attempting to cry, but he didn't have any tears, which is odd. More of that uh, on the BBC site uh, about all those uh, those young actors. Amazing how many American though, isn't it? How many are American? And uh, only a couple of Brits in there. But you'll probably find, actually, there be loads of other British people who've, who've had bit parts. It must be difficult. If you've been onto, you know, a soap and you've been a big person in a soap and then you leave the soap and then, because you don't have the luxury of the PR machine there, there's, there's nothing written about you. There's nothing written. So Sid Owen, I think, has got a restaurant over in France, which he serves in. So, you know, living in this... People were saying to me, I told you before, uh, you know, how does he afford a big house like that? I said, in France, property is dirt cheap dirt cheap compared to over here i mean seriously dirt cheap you know you can buy mansions for you know three four hundred thousand pounds over here be lucky to find something who was talking about it the other day somebody was talking about it It might be andrew castle and he had somebody phone up because it was the bank of mum and dad he was talking about and how you know your mum and dad help you get on the property ladder if you're lucky doesn't happen for everybody but it happens to quite a lot of people and uh, my mum and dad helped me the same way they helped my brother. And they had one guy, and he's bought. He's up in, he in, in uh, Lytham St Anne's, and he described it as being outside Preston. And I'm shouting into the radio, "You're outside Blackpool, all right? That's where you are. You're outside Blackpool, because I think you're nearer Blackpool than you are Preston." But anyway, we we let him get away with that bit, kind of made him feel a bit more important. And um, and he he'd bought um, a property up there. And Andrew said to him, "So what have you bought a flat?" He said, no, no, a house. He said, oh, right. He said, how much was that? And he said, um, 120000 A house in Lytham St. Anne's. How do you want to come down here? Come into, the, come into our world. I mean, you, you couldn't even buy a parking space down here for £120,000. We just don't have property at that price. If you do, it'll be derelict. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. I mean, just not going to sort of end up with something uh, nice. Uh, Also Lee from Blue in EastEnders Terrible Steve I haven't seen him actually So I uh, I don't know Ron says Harvey dancing and shouting the C word This from the mother that used the N word on television last week She was in the papers the other day Saying that she thought by using the N word That would help Harvey's case As opposed to Unfortunately I don't think it's helped at all Not one iota but uh, there again, you know, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't understand that. Uh, I bridge the gap for Jan. Jan says, uh, "I listen to you from my home here in Napier, New Zealand. You make my day and I entertain me every day. You're so funny. You think? I mean, funny, ha ha, or funny peculiar? I always worry about things like that. But if you get the LBC app, you can uh, you can listen, can't you? Also, hundreds of fans in a moment to bid a sad farewell
0: to George Martin. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Nice the other day, hundreds of uh, George Michael fans, a uh, bit of sad farewell to him. Uh, they gathered to celebrate his uh, life. More than 350 people crammed into St. James the Apostle Church in Bushy for the first public memorial for the singer who died on Christmas Day. And uh, there they were. He'd be thrilled. He'd be thrilled at that kind of thing. He had a, sort of a, a good relationship with his fans, I think. And uh, they, did, um, they also finished uh, with Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. The event was organised by the George Michael Appreciation Society, which was only created after his death. So he didn't have have an Appreciation Society before. But uh, anyway, everybody seemed very happy, and then they all went to the pub, where uh, George and Andrew decided to form Wham! in 1981. The Wake was one fan who travelled from Switzerland for the service. So there you go. That was quite... Well done, you lot. Well done, you lot. As I say, it's say, it's, it's always a shame, isn't it, that he wasn't there to see it. Because that's what you really want. You want him to be able to see something like that. But I'm sure he'll be looking down there and, uh, and going, thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's a former finance manager for, from a hospice who was up in court the other day. He thieved. Simon Plummer, who'd worked at the facility for eight years, used the money to fund building work at his house. He stole from the terminally ill. That's all it is. It's the only way you can describe it. And so that they were left with a serious shortfall at uh, this place called Oakhaven Hospice in Limington, in Hance. Costs more than £4 million a year to run this place. But just 11% of that comes from the NHS, leaving it heavily reliant on donations. He repaid the cash as soon as he was challenged but was sacked. He's the father of three. He comes from Sway, in Hance. He admitted fraud and then he gets a suspended sentence. What message does that send out? Thieve what you like, because there's very little chance you're going to prison nowadays. The judge says you deserve to feel shame. You stole from the terminally ill. Disgusting person. Why do people do it? The answer is, because they can. Because they can. Also, they've got some uh, coded love letters. Between Myra Hindley and Ian Brady are to remain classified. Please believe they could contain clues which may finally lead to the discovery of Keith Bennett's body because they never found Keith Bennett's body. They went up onto the moors and uh, they, they've got no idea because Brady didn't have the faintest idea where anything was. You know, the area changed. This was donkeys years ago. This goes back to the, uh, to the 60s. So they're now saying another fresh search of the moors, 51 years on. They've tried everything and they can't, they can't find anything at all. You would think with all the modern technology, these uh, letters written in 65 contain messages which, if cracked, could close the case. Well, she's dead... And uh, he's on his last last legs. So uh, the letter's staying top secret. Will they ever find the remains of uh, of Keith's body? I shouldn't think so. They'd been up there loads of times. Uh, it was calmer when Burrell revealed all. Philip Schofield says his recent interview with Paul Burrell on this morning was perhaps calmer after the latter's well-publicised spoiling of royal secrets. I frankly don't want to hear anything from Paul Burrell ever again. I couldn't you can disappear to America and blooming well stay there as far as I'm concerned. Don't think the royal family like him at all. And um, anyway, uh, as you know his wife has been offered all this money to tell her side of the story. What you sort of you were with a husband who was gay all the time, like it was all a big surprise and apparently only Princess Diana knew. God in heaven, what sort of books this going to be. Who cares? Who cares he was the rock though. He was Diana's rock. Yeah, right. Prove it to me, please. And um, uh, entrepreneur Sir Richard Branson on Homerton Road in Hackney in London was spotted. um, Former hitmaker Will Young heading into a fancy restaurant in Cheltenham. Didn't we read the other week about Will Young? Didn't we read that he's um, he's going to be some sort of therapist or a healer or something like that? I'm assuming he's given up on the music career. Which is a shame, really, because he was always very good. And then he um, he had problems on the Strictly Come Dancing programme. When uh, it all went a bit pear-shaped, i wasn't too sure about that one. And so he's thinking about becoming a mindfulness tutor, following the demise of his uh, of his uh, of his music career. But he must be worth a fortune, actually. He must be. Worth... And then he dyed his hair and he started looking a bit odd. Uh, and that was 2017, I believe. That was th- this year. And um, and you think something's gone wrong somewhere. I don't know what it is, but he, uh, mindfulness. Is meditation, in case you don't know, which helps people focus on their thoughts and breathing, like breathe, you know, breathe. And so he's uh, he's been dropped by his record label. But uh, is that mean? Is that because the he was odd on Strictly? That's what worries me about Ollie Mers. If Ollie Murs goes on to Strictly, what on earth is he doing it for? He's going to kill his career stone dead. Nobody's going to take you seriously. Whole idea about being in the pop music business is that there's an air of mystery that goes along with it. We don't know too much. Once we've seen Will. Prancing, uh, sorry, um, we've seen Ollie prancing around on Strictly. He's going to lose all credibility. Tony the cabbie, last day today, Steve, after driving a taxi in London for fifty years, going to hospital for a cancer operation. But he says you brighten my mornings. Oh, good luck, good luck. You do realise, of course, that they do these sort of things every day, every day. Like I worry about my operation, which is nothing, nothing probably compared to yours. But I promise you, they do this all the time. All the time, so good luck I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine uh Who was on the uh, edge of a nervous breakdown after all her years at the top? Fiona Phillips, apparently, when she came on with me, it was so funny because she's very in she's very indiscreet about everything, and she tells me things and uh, and we laugh about it and I think, God, you wait till Martin Frizzell, her husband gets to hear about this and then I suddenly realized he listens to this program as well so all all very disturbing i've got a I've got a nice car for for sale here. Um, it's, uh, a Bentley, which has been in storage since 1991, owned by Ray Davis of the Kinks. Interested now, aren't you? They say it'll fetch between 25 and £30,000. It'll be bought by somebody who will, um, tart it up, it'll be given a respray, the engine will be checked over, because if, if it's not been driven for all these years, that's the one thing. It's no good having a lovely car like that. And it uh, it will need to be looked over. So you'll buy it. It'll need to be bought by a garage or somebody like that, or somebody knows about restoring. Because by the time it's been given a respray and uh, some new tyres and the engine's been checked over, I should imagine it could probably go for forty, fifty thousand. Could do mainly because of the provenance, I would think. Uh, Prince Charles's upmarket organic food business is now a two hundred million pound brand. His supermarket partners are revealed because they have Dutchy originals. He couldn't do it by himself, so he's, he's gone into partnership. Uh, and also, uh, Tom Cruise, no hands. He's on a motorbike. Uh, I love that thing. I saw one of these police programmes in America the other day. And it's, um, it's something... They, what do they call it? Over here, we would call it shunting. It's where they had a motorcyclist. And the police car flipped him, went straight into the back of him, which sent him sprawling. And and they then got him, and they do it with cars as well. Only it's it's not practiced in every state because it's too dangerous. It's where they've got a speeding driver, and the police car rams them on the back, right hand, left hand side of the car to spin the car round. And it seems to work in most cases. And I watched them doing it on a couple of occasions. I remember thinking, "Wow, that must be quite dangerous." Just in case you spin off the road at the same time, but they do do it, and it does stop uh, these people. Getting away with uh, practically murder. Corbyn pledges three billion to close the education gap. Where it's coming from? I've got no idea. I've got enough money to run schools as it is, and he's magically produced three billion. So I think unlikely. Uh, MPs say, <coughs> excuse me, the social media giants failed to tackle hatred. Um, exactly. Well, didn't Darren say he got a dreadful text message the other evening? A really racist one, was it? Oh dear. See, I always worry about people like that, because they're generally sick in the head, aren't they? There's something the matter with them. Really? Oh, right. I can't say anything about it, because it's probably going higher, I think. Because it's, yeah, it might not, but uh, we think it will. And uh, because you can't write stuff like that. If you write it and you put it on social media, you're in big trouble. It's like sort of standing there spouting it. Spouting it, seriously. Dreadful. And uh, you can't even, and you certainly can't email it to us. Absolutely not, because we've got all your details. So, very dangerous. Very dangerous for somebody. But there again, the sort of person who would do that is probably too thick to actually realise what they've, uh, what they've done. Uh, what have we got here? May pledges on VAT, but not on income tax. I don't believe we're on VAT either. She said, I'm not going to touch VAT. Well, I said that last time, so I definitely don't believe we're on the VAT. And uh, income tax, well, she practically said they're, they're going to put income tax up. Just gets worse and worse, doesn't it, really? Who do we vote for? But it was that lady who came on and thought... Strangely, the people were were, were defecting from Conservatives to Labour. No, it's back the other way. There'll be nobody left in the Labour Party soon. I don't think anybody knows what they stand for. That is the problem. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows what we're going to end up with at the end of the day. I don't think Corbyn has got the faintest idea. I think he's still stuck in this sort of 1960s time warp where he's spouting all the stuff which sounded good at the time. Nowadays, it sounds just a little bit dated... Uh, front page of The Guardian. The Prime Minister paves the way to end the key tax commitments. For so that read nothing? And also the courier's suicide after the bailiff visits prompts calls for reform of debt collection. I'll tell you about this story, the other side of the news, because it's quite an interesting one, because we, we deal a lot on this programme with the, uh, with the bailiffs, because we like the programme. But uh, unfortunately... People get themselves into debt. I didn't realise that Darren got himself into uh, debt some years ago, apparently, which he's talked about on the programme. And that's so easy to do where you owe money on credit cards. I think mainly it comes with trying to juggle. I think I got myself into debt to the tune of about £10,000, which actually at the time was an awful lot. And I can remember going into the bank uh, being... Well, I say a bit of going into the bank. I remember being called into the bank by the bank manager who uh, who said? Well, I am taking your checkbook and card away because up until then I was writing checks out in these uh, cashier check places because they didn't check anything as long as they had the check guaranteed card they were going to pay out on it, and so I would cash you know fifty quid here, fifty quid there. But uh, eventually I got myself into trouble and uh, and then cleared it. Took it took a while, but I did clear it. And now that's why I am paranoid over it. Would you like this credit card? No, thank you. Would you like to borrow it? No, don't want to. But, uh, no, I pay my way all the way through. Pay pay my credit card off. Every month, total. Coming up very shortly, news at six o'clock. It's LBC. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. The beach and the beast, which they found. The fossil hunters think they found a two million year old mammoth. Well, a bit of it. There's got to be some other bits somewhere, haven't there? Uh, Don't feed the seagulls. Uh, You can be fined 80 Pounds. Sasha Baron Cohen's latest, no doubt really funny, creation is a retail billionaire. The boxer, who they say will be bigger than Brand Beckham. I don't think so. I don't think so. And also, who put bunny in the oven? The jet rabbit was cremated. Breeder, not at all happy. Not at all happy. Uh, Maddie's body, hidden in a coffin, yet more revelations. And the residents, who decided they'd had enough of pigeons, so they killed a hundred of them. So there you go. You're
0: listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Welcome to your uh, bank holiday. Also, it's uh, pinch and a punch for the first day of the month of no returns, or pinch and a, quick, a pinch and a kick for being so quick. And the reason we do that, we have no idea, but we just do it, because we're odd and peculiar. And it probably goes back in the annals of, of time. And it's one of those things that you just do it all. But I've never heard anybody do it around here. Might try it with Ollie a little bit later on, actually. Pinching a punch for the first day of the month. <laughs> I'll get my gloves out. Uh, some of the stories which are running in the papers, it's uh, it's Corbyn, who's managed to find £3 billion. I don't know how he's found it and nobody else has found it. And uh, that's going to be helping schools, which is good. Uh, also, uh, the loose women. In every paper today, because it's going to be going up on billboards for some reason, uh, they've decided to take their clothes off. Everybody except Ruth Langsford. We've got no idea, unless Eamon went, you are not taking your clothes off. I mean, let's face it, I don't think we're going to be asking him anytime soon to take them off. Uh, plus, uh, Maddie's body, uh, hidden in coffin, says this police chief, who's going to go on Portuguese television this evening to say that this is what happened. They saw somebody, three people, carrying in a box into the church where this woman's body was in a coffin, and they think they put the child in there and it was cremated. As I say, you might as well just say aliens came down in a spaceship and took her away. That's about it. Also, Britain's got talent singer Sian Patterson hides a bit of a secret. She's been a professional singer for 15 years. She works with an ABBA tribute band. Why don't they tell you? You know, when they stand on stage, they go, hello, who are you? What do you do? I work in an office. No, you're a professional singer. Stop it. Katie Price thinks she's heading for Dancing on Ice. We were just hoping ice. And uh, as I say, it's the desperate, isn't it, when people start saying, oh, I'd love to do that programme. You can always tell that the career is kind of running out and they need to kind of put some more money in there. Because apparently she's absolutely filthy rich. Prove it. Uh, Dave's new office is a wooden hut. It's a shepherd's hut, not just any old hut. This is a £25,000 hut for David Cameron. Uh, The family have been left to live in a Premier Inn. They've been there for three years in a Premier Inn. Ridiculous! Uh, did Trump sabotage the Kim Jong Un rocket test? Because you know it's another one of his one. They must they must be buying them from the wrong place. You think they're buying from a cheap manufacturer. You know, perhaps they've gone on you know onto eBay and they've typed in rockets and somebody's content. So I've, I've got rockets for sale. Uh, how much? And they tell them and they, they sort of have them delivered because most of them seem to go up in the air and then sort of explode. They don't they don't seem to go anywhere at all. Although. Mr Trump was asked the question, did you sabotage Kim Jong-un's rocket test? And he didn't say. Mind you, he could be doing the double bluff, couldn't he? He he, he praised him. At a
0: very young age, he was able to assume power. A lot of
1: people, I'm sure, tried to take that power away, whether it was his uncle or anybody else. And he was able to do it. So obviously he's a pretty smart cookie. Certainly is. And a murderer, because he had his uncle executed. And his half-brother was also killed as well. So a charming little short fat man with a silly haircut who does waving. Sitting down and waving. But did Trump sabotage the Kim rocket test? I think, I think by the very fact that he's not saying anything is the fact that he's doing double bluff. I don't think he did, but he's, he's kind of... It's like when Big Ben stopped and Yuri Geller comes out two days later to go, I stopped Big Ben, and we go, oh, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, also, uh, Tony Blair trying to get himself back into the, into the public's eyes again. I don't think people like him. He says he doesn't like not being liked. Get used to it. It's going to be around for the rest of your life, I should imagine. 20 years. 20 years today since his first election win. Do people want to see him back in politics? He quite clearly thinks he wants to be back in politics. The way he's talking, I think he's, he's certainly not going with the Labour Party. It sounds like he's going with the Conservatives. You know, because we've had new Labour, we've had a Lib Lab pact, we have a, the, the Lib Dems seem to align themselves with just about anybody who'd speak to them. And so now they're all way down, the, uh, way down the listings. Tony Blair is way too old to be doing this kind of thing now. And I don't think people trust him. I don't think people trust him. This uh, story on the front page of The Guardian this morning is slightly disturbing. This is uh, a debt-ridden young man who, uh, who took his own life. Shortly after, bailiffs uh, clamped the motorcycle that was essential to his work as a courier. So, in other words, if you're a courier, you need your motorcycle. Most of these people are self-employed. I think you see them whizzing in about uh, the traffic. He was being pursued over two £65 parking fines that had escalated to... Okay, so he gets two £65 parking fines. The debt was now... £1,019. And the reason it goes up is because every time the bailiffs come round, there's another two to £400 that goes on top of it. Uh, he also had non-payment penalties and bailiffs' fees. And um, they're now saying that they need to re-look at the way the bailiffs operate. Now, the bailiffs, I understand, have to make uh, a living... You know, if you're sending somebody out to somebody's house at four in the morning to repossess a car or a van, and we know because we've got loads of bailiffs that listen to LBC because they're up at that time of the morning. And uh, they go round and what they do is they see the car there, they lift it, then they go knocking on the door because the person are coming out, they won't be able to get their car back until they've paid. If they don't pay, then the debt increases. And so eventually, you know, it'd be cheaper to sell the car to give the bailiffs their money. And so they're they're trying to come up with some way. What you cannot predict is what somebody will do. I mean, to be honest with you, a debt of £1,019, whilst it seems an awful lot of money, it's not enough to take your own life over. You know, that would be a case of having to go to a bank or ask friends or family to see if they could lend you the money. You would think of something, for £1,000, you would think, if it was £30,000, you might be having a slightly bigger problem. But I think if it's a 1,000, but you don't know what the state of somebody's mind is. And the one thing you should never do, which I've advised everybody over the years, because we've done so many programmes on it on LBC, is if you get a letter from the bank or you get a letter from a bailiff, respond. If you don't respond, they will take serious action. And before you know where you are, you won't be able to borrow any money. You'll be turned down for credit cards. You'll have all sorts of huge problems. You've got to respond to them. The bank don't want to write to you. But if you've ignored them and you're, you know, trying to spend money on an account that doesn't have any money like I did, I was writing checks out knowing that I didn't have the, the cash. So I was overdrawn. So when my money went in, that swallowed up all the money that I And at one point I had an overdraft. I had an overdraft facility. In fact, I might still, <laughs> to be honest with you, I might still have it of six thousand pounds. £6,000 overdraft facility, and I always swore blind I would never, ever touch it. I would, I would go without eating if necessary so that I didn't actually touch that money because some people would see it as it's free money, but you've got to pay it back. You've got to pay it back. I would never have a store credit card, not in a million years. I would never borrow money from any television programme advert. I look at the, the rates of interest, 1,299%, I think. So if you're in difficulty financially, they're now going to penalise you by giving you extortionate rates. It's just not right. But you're not to know that this particular courier for £1,000 was going to take his own life. You just don't know that. You really don't know that. And so that's why they've got to try and think of some other way round it when the other bailiffs come out. And and you have to. If if you if you're a person who supposedly rents a property out, just we'll do it as property because that seems to be the most common ones. And the people who've moved in there give you all intention that they're going to be paying and then they don't pay. What are you supposed to do? Sit there while they trash your house? No. You go to the high court, you get the bailiffs in and you get them out. The bailiffs turn up and they're all they're always quite good, actually. It's, it's interesting that Darren talked about this briefly, this sort of owing money and it's, it's, on, it's on credit. So his, his debt situation, because you've all got it, you can find out what your situation is. It's so bad that even now nobody will give him a credit card because he's on a list. He'll be on a list. You can go and check out with Experion and there's a few other places and they will tell you what your credit rating is. My credit rating is probably terrible. Why? Because I don't borrow any money. And if you don't borrow any money, they don't have a record. So that means that technically they think you're bad. I told you before, I remember saying to my bank manager at the time, uh, you know, why didn't I get a, um, a company Christmas card this year? And he said, well, because you haven't borrowed any money. He said, we don't make any money out of you. I said, oh, right. I said, so If I borrowed money, I had a mortgage, I'd get a Christmas card. He said, oh, undoubtedly. So I've always been determined not to do it. The producer says the only money I've ever borrowed is my student loan. I don't even think that counts, actually. I don't think it does. But that's, that's why it is. It's so easy because we're in the situation, aren't we? It's a case of why should you wait till you've saved up money or wait till next payday? You can have it now. And I always go, I don't want it now. I don't want it now. If I'm going to buy anything, it's going to be I'm going to pay for it straight off. I've got my savings. I can, I can afford to buy things. But uh, people get themselves into trouble. And it's incredibly difficult. So, you know, when you get the uh, the bailiff's letter, and you will get them unless it's from the High Court, in which case you'll know it's gone to the High Court because you know that you haven't paid something. And people always express surprise when they turn up. They go, well, what's this about? And they go, well, you've got unpaid parking fines of £600. The debt is now 2200 And they go, but it was only £600. You go, well, you haven't paid it, have you? That's what I'd want to say. But they're all very calm and go, well, because of the, uh, the fees and all the rest of it, it's escalated. And they wait for the other person to blow their top, which does happen on quite a number of occasions. So it's not much fun being a bailiff. But at the same time, I should imagine, it gives great satisfaction when they actually get a result at the end of it. And they come back and they go, well, we got, you know, four thousand out of the six thousand they owed and they'll have to pay the rest of it. They don't just write it off. They're not going to write off. I remember knowing somebody once who'd uh, reneged on his mortgage and he thought that by handing the keys back, to the mortgage company that would be the end of the debt no 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 you still owe the money you could walk out of the house leave the keys in the lock but you've still got to pay the money back and that's why it's so difficult because people are tempted aren't they and especially you know living today in the in the high life young people now eat out on average three times a week when I say eat out I don't mean poshie poshie restaurants I mean you know just things like burgers and everything else nobody cooks nobody cooks anymore People just don't do it. They, they, you know, and so it's difficult. So they go out and your mates are going out for drinks. And you think, I want to go out for drinks as well. How many times have you been in a pub where somebody's ordered a round of drinks and paid for it on a card? That's when you know you're getting into trouble. Paying for drinks on a card. I could understand it if you... We, I've been in bars before, which we've been over the road from in our, in, our, in our history. And we've left our cards behind the bar so that you just so put it on my bill. And they just put it on there. Then you rack up, you know, 60 quid at the end of the night or whatever it happens to be. But I see people buying a round of drinks now and they put it on a card. Never seen anything like that before. It's bizarre, isn't it? OK, what have we got for you this morning? We've got a time check. Ready? And I know it doesn't actually make too much difference to you, but I better tell you anyway because it's a bank holiday. It's 6.15. You're listening to a podcast from LVC. Morning, a pretty nice heavy company. Uh, a lot of people telling me about what this is when they nudge. The car's back bumper, it's called the pit manoeuvre in the States. The police do it here occasionally, says Ron, chasing crime on motorways. You're quite right, actually, it is called the pit manoeuvre. I had completely forgotten about that. Robert in Berkshire tells me the same thing. It looks quite dangerous, because what you're doing is you're nudging... The back of the car to knock it round and then you've got to get yourself out of the way as quick as possible, which they seem to. And those particular ones, they uh, they did. Steve, I'm 60 years old this month. uh, First mortgage at 18 years old. Never been in overdraft. I'm now mortgage free and count the blessings. Well, you are if you've got a house in London. I mean, that is the that's kind of the best thing to have, isn't it? Really, you know, to actually. I remember people years ago being mortgage free and they go, I've actually paid my mortgage off. I've only got a little bit to go on uh, on my one, and then I've got various other bits and pieces coming in. But I, like, I just like to keep on top of it. You know, you're only going to realise the value in your house uh, if you're going to release some of the equity in it, if you want it, um, or failing that. You're just going to carry on doing... You just haven't got that outgoing per month. But I know people, they were talking about rent. Somebody was saying, oh, I've got a rent. A friend of mine might be coming down from uh, up north to work in London. And trying to find property to rent is a nightmare. You know, if you're looking at a flat, I mean, you're looking at £1,000 a month minimum for places, because that's what people are looking for. Uh, They want somebody to come and rent, or you've got to share. But there again, if you share with people, are they people you know or people you don't know? It gets highly confusing, doesn't it? Uh, George Michael, the pub in Bushy was where George and uh, and Andrew decided to form Wham. The pub is the Three Crowns, says Bernie. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Other stories in the papers for today. It's uh, everywhere they're looking or everywhere you'll be looking today, it's Tony Blair. And uh, Tony's sort of you know, trying to put himself back into the uh, the public gaze to get himself back into politics. I don't know why. Perhaps uh, he says he's been doing a lot of, uh, lot of charity work in Africa. So, uh, as I don't know about it, I can't comment on it. Uh, Britain's 20 best pubs for food, according to the Times. What makes a good pub? I don't know what makes a good pub. I just want good... Good, honest food, like, you know, pies and mash and peas and carrots. Actually, am not too bothered about carrots. Uh, or, I don't know, I'm trying to do anything. You know, you just want simple food, don't you? don't want anything too complicated. Baked potatoes, I'd be quite happy with. Baked potatoes with um, sort of cheese or beans or sausages or chilli con carne. Uh, Wimbledon Prize smashes £2 million after the pounds fall. Wimbledon's to announce a significant increase in prize money. £2 million. The gentlemen and ladies singles champions will each earn more than £2 million for the first time. The exact amount revealed on Wednesday. £2 million? If only I'd kept up. If only I'd kept up. But uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Britain's summer ice melts from view. Uh, Also, Google rejected pleas to silence racist campaign. Uh, And Napoleon's steed Uh, finds his feet at last. This is Napoleon's horse. They've got his feet, which have been turned into snuff mills. The hooves have been turned... I mean, seriously. The the hooves have been turned... They were found in a drawer in a Somerset farmhouse. Uh, Two of the horse's hooves made into silver snuff mills. Isn't that really bizarre? Why would you want to do something like that? But they just do, don't they? Actually, apparently, there is a very famous horse. Is it Trigger, who was Roy Rogers' horse? He's stuffed, bless his heart, and because uh, he appeared in loads of films, so when he died, they had him stuffed. Poor creature, honestly. Like going into a museum now and discovering sort of you know animals that we've known over the years, famous animals that they've had after they've died, they've had them stuffed again. You can have them freeze dried in America. Do you know that? You can have your pet freeze-dried into sort of, you know, something that makes it look appealingly at you or sitting at your feet or something like that. I would think that would be rather bizarre. But there again, I suppose it uh, makes some people happy. So if it makes people happy, why not? Joshua blasts his way into the sporting rich list. This is the uh, Anthony Joshua's similarities to Muhammad Ali. They reckon uh, he could be one of the highest-paid stars. And um, now he's... what I don't know how much he got from that. He got £12 million from the victory. 12 million quid for one fight. God, I'd climb in the ring for 12 million. Knock me out straight away. I couldn't care less. And um, it's made him one of Britain's top-earning sports stars. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, he has a fortune of 104 million. Wayne Rooney, 82 million. He'll be needing that to buy off Colleen, won't he? When he says, I'm terribly sorry I was caught in the back of a back of a club with a brunette dude. No, she was just a friend, friend of a mate of mine. Seriously, there's nothing in it. Again... Uh, Andy Murray 58 million Rory McIlroy 56 million and uh, boxing is where people earn mega millions not many they don't apparently they're in talks with China at the moment but he he thinks he's going to earn a billion I've never heard of any boxers earning a billion at all Uh, also VAT kept on hold May vows to cut tax for working families with VAT I don't believe it I do not believe it I believe that they will change VAT bearing in mind people are going to tell you everything now you know, because they're going to be wanting your vote, you'll have all sorts of MPs. Although the one thing I've, I've... Somebody mentioned this earlier on, actually. I think it was on Darren's programme. He said, in all the years I've lived here, he said, nobody's ever come canvassing at my door. And I thought, no, I don't think anybody's ever canvassed at my door. They just shove a leaflet through your letterbox, don't they? You know, vote for whoever it is. Tinky, winky, la-la and poe or something, I don't know. I never take much notice of that, because I've already decided anyway. Uh, David Cameron and his uh, his shepherd's hut... Uh, it's got a, a burner in the middle of it, and uh, a table. It was quite nice, actually. 25000 Um And he's, he's going to write his um, his memoirs. Who buys them? Who cares? Seriously. Nobody cares about these sort of things. Uh, also, oh, what was that a picture of? This is... Um, oh, dear. This is somebody who's actually managed to catch a sparrow hawk, which has caught a pigeon. Um... In the garden, it was going to go in for the kill, but the dog scared it off. Cool, they're quite evil, aren't they? Is a sparrowhawk a raptor? Would that be called a raptor? I think so, actually. Apparently, the American boxing legend Floyd Money Mayweather says he could be worth a billion, but estimates put him at $400 million. Forbes say he's earned $700 million throughout his career. Yeah, I mean, you just don't get a billion like that. So $400 million, but as I say, you can't take it with you, can you? You can't take it with you. Uh, what else in the papers? Cathedral graffiti. Do you know, I never did... The one thing I never did was brass rubbing. I never did it. Well, you could, if you go to uh, Westminster Abbey, you can do it there. You pay and they give you a bit of paper and you sort of rub it over some of their brasses. Thought I'd mention it. No? In case you were at a loose end today for something to do and you're thinking, do you know, I fancy rubbing a brass today. You know, as you do. Perhaps, to get, perhaps a puff of smoke and a genie appears. And grants you three wishes. You know, one to get rid of tourists. That'll be the first thing. Have you noticed tourists crossing the road? Oh, in London it takes forever and a day. It's almost, it's like a giant crocodile. Come on, move faster. Move faster. No faster. Oh, dear me. Twitchers, a flock to Orkney. They want to see an American blackbird. Twitchers will go anywhere. Seriously, if I if I announce I've got some strange bird in my garden, well, nobody would be surprised, but, I mean, you know, it would probably be a stalker or something like that. Twitchers would be flocking round, you know, wanting to have a peek through my, my gazebo, you know, and having a quick look and seeing, seeing what it was. That's what they do now, and they've gone all the way to the Orkneys. Scores of them! What do you think... Is there something odd about people who birdwatch? I don't want to make a big thing about it, because, you know, we might, between us, know somebody who bird... It's slightly odd, though, isn't it? I mean, why would you go out there and just take a picture of a kingfisher? Why don't you just go on the internet and lift one of the pictures of a kingfisher? That would make it sort of easier, wouldn't it? I don't quite understand it. You know, people go into hides. This is where you go and hide. We were standing under a tree the other day, and there was a robin directly above us. Right... See all these look like sort of standard library pictures. You know, and they're sort of it's what's exciting about bird watching Oh shape. What's exciting about, Oh another bird. What's exciting? That's a sedge singing. I mean, how could that be exciting? I used to have an app, though, on my phone. Oh a linnet. They've got used to keep linnets in cages and and then Yeah. Are these mats birds. Oh they go back. Go back. Who are these people? Are these people who go bird watching with him there's something odd about it isn't there i mean i i mean you know i can understand a normal hobby but i just don't understand people want to go and sit in a hide and go oh blue tits and um and i I think all right oh it's matt with that boxer man thing and um yeah well he's leading britain's conversations what can i tell you well i tell you he's got birds in there and everything it's it's all happening all happening ladies and gentlemen uh, TV boss sentenced by Iran is shot dead in Turkey. This is a broadcaster who brought the British hit X Factor to Iranian viewers has been shot dead in a political murder. They say. Oh, I thought I thought I thought there was sort of price to pay to bring over the X Factor. I didn't know it was, it was that bad. Not good at all. Um, also, uh, what was the other one? Oh yes, Jedward on Pointless. Please don't book them on anything else. It's just an embarrassment. They're just a pair of idiots. We don't, we're not interested. Oh, and the two thousand, two hundred thousand pound web slot jackpot swindle. This, I'll, I'll tell you this story because this is this is quite interesting, <laughs> quite an interesting story. I have to tell you after the news actually because I've got to find it uh, in between sort of hunting away from pictures of the loose women, you know, wearing black swimming costumes because black is thinning. I'm kind of you know erring on the side of caution, still trying to work out why Ruth couldn't do it. I'm not going to buy into the excuse that she had something else on that day, because you can get it done any time. You know, when I was photographed for the... Did I mention the, uh, the Radio Times? And, um... I, I can't remember how I Anyway, so, I, yeah, I did the Radio Times thing, which was very nice, which I won. <laughs> and, uh, well, Eddie Mayer won the big one, but I, I got the, the listener's vote. I think it was a sympathy vote, but I still got it anyway, and it was very nice. And they took this sort of picture up there, and it's amazing how, how good they can make you look. I mean, because believe you me, there's work goes into me. You don't just take a publicity picture. There's a lot of work goes into me. I mean, I, there's more work in going into me than there is in Gemma Collins. But the end result, I think, you'll find, is somewhat better. Uh, sex, money and children. Pippa's chat with the vicar, because she's getting married very shortly. And apparently Meghan Markle will be at the wedding. Oh, yeah, I think they'll be holding hands, her and her ageing uh, boyfriend... 32 pushing 33... Will they be holding hands or will they be sort of not doing that kind of thing? Perhaps they don't show affection in public. Perhaps they sort of... uh, I don't know. Perhaps perhaps they just don't do things like that.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Right. Advice. Always, always read the small print.
1: Why? I shall tell you in one moment. Coming up with uh, Andrew Pearce at breakfast this bank holiday Monday pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. Theresa May has suggested a long-term approach to social care could include tax relief for workers who look after their elderly relatives. Could it work? You can find out this morning. Plus, social media giants have been branded shameful over their lack of action to tackle extremism. Andrew will be finding out what's being proposed to change this. All of that, and no doubt lots of you as well on the telephones with Andrew Pierce at breakfast this bank holiday Monday just after the news at 7 this morning. So here's some advice if you are a gambling person, please, please, please read the small print. Uh, because a punter was told he had won a £189,110 jackpot, but was gutted when the bookie refused to pay up. Uh, we'll just call him uh, Mr X. He was on Betfair's online game Cop the Lot when the winning five gold bars came up with a message of congratulations. (laughs) So you can imagine, can't you? Woo-wee! Betfair told the Merseysider his prize was coming when it did not appear in his accounts. But the next day, they told him a glitch meant he'd not won, as he only staked 20 pence, not the pound, needed to get the jackpot. Okay, following it. When this man was offered £5,000 as a goodwill, uh, lawyer Mark went to the independent betting adjudication service, but it backed the bookie, citing online, online small print. Uh, Mr X says the game is a swindle. Betfair acts the game. It refused to comment because they've got a rule. So in other words, I the other day, what did I go in for? I did something. I might I, I have played something online on the lottery. And, um, oh, that's right. And it said £20 million. And I thought, I'm playing for £20 million, buying a ticket. The tickets were... I think they were 10 pounds a time okay which is a lot of money but the uh, but the, the odds of winning at the end of it I came out 20 quid ahead so I stopped playing I'd only played about six games but I I was 20 quid ahead but and so I said to a friend of mine I said oh I said it's 20 million he said no it's a million as well I said it says £20 million. he said no that's the pot that's the whole prize pot in there you're playing for a million quid I went oh right okay so in this particular case this bloke uh would have won this amount of money but he only staked 20 pence if he'd staked five times that and put the pound on it then he would have won that money so always read the small print it's safer in the long run safer in the long run because you know there's always going to be something isn't there that you're going to go oh i did oh i didn't read the small print if you do read the small print, then you'll be uh, then be informed. But we don't do it. We're not good at reading small print. I've lost track of the amount of times I've said to people in this country, "Did you read the small print?" And they go, "No." I go, "Well, pff, I've done the." Don't worry. I'm as guilty as the next person. I'm as guilty as the next person. Uh, David says, "Welcome to the 21st century." I always pay by card where I can. It's called contactless debit card. Uh, yes, I can do that, but I prefer to pay cash. It's 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 not a credit card. It's a debit card. Yeah. I was only talking about, I do use debit cards. I do have a debit card. I just don't use credit cards. I do have one, uh, but I pay it off at the end of each month. Because I can. Uh, Phil, who's in uh, Yorkshire, I think. Well, he's in Birmingham, actually. He says, I use a card to pay. It's quicker and safer than carrying cash. But see, why do people say that? I've carried cash for the last 45 years. I've never found it a problem at all. Never found it a problem You know, and, you know, sometimes I go to the bank and I take, you know, a couple of hundred quid out or something like that. I've never found that being a problem. I always worry about people who put their wallets in their back pocket. That worries me a heck of a lot. I see that, you know, all the time. And I think, why have you got your wallet in your back pocket? People can pinch it. People can pinch it. It's sort of, it's highly dangerous. Uh, 84850, U K. Um, what have we got here quickly Let we do the front pages just so you know what they're going to be uh, I'll make a billion and pay my bill at the laundrette this is this boxer who I'd never heard of but there again I don't follow boxing there's probably loads of athletes that I'm not aware of but uh, they're trying to line up fights uh, all over the world you know, so they can capitalise and get the money in as quick as possible because very few boxers make money he won't make a billion He won't make a billion. They're going to bring Tyson Fury out, but, I mean, I didn't think he was boxing ever. I mean, who cares? I really couldn't care less. And uh, Tories in VAT five-year freeze, the Sun says. I don't believe it. They've broken that promise before. On the VAT. So I don't, uh, you know, I don't believe that one. It's not going to change anything, is it? If you're going to vote Tory, you're going to vote Tory. If you're going to vote Labour, you're going to vote Labour. Uh, but you might be voting Labour because you think Corbyn's found £3 billion. Where you find 3000000000 billion? I've got no idea. Picture of Nigella Lawson. Dreadful picture on the front of the Daily Mail. She really looks awful. But there again, if you take a picture of somebody, you're going to find one picture that's going to be bad and that's the picture that they're going to print. Uh, the Elderly Care Tax Breaks Lifeline. Theresa May considering the voucher scheme to help families with crippling costs. What's the story I read the other day? What was the story? Oh, that's right. It's um, a girl who was put in isolation at school because she wasn't wearing the school blazer. They told her about it. Anyway, the father goes to school and kicks off, as per usual. You know, we can't afford it. You're picking on the poor What's she wearing? A leather jacket. I'm assuming leather jackets are slightly more expensive than the school blazer. But everybody else in the school managed it except this one girl and the, the father was sort of it's one of those sort of people you think, oh, you're going to be, you know, my girl's in the middle of her GCSEs and all this kind of thing. And then they start arguing left, right and centre. In the end of the day, they've got a school uniform. There's a policy. You know, you know, you're know, you driving a vehicle, well, get rid of the vehicle, start catching the bus, walk to work. Of course you can afford a blazer, don't be so ridiculous. These people just put up excuses. It's picking on us because we're poor, he said. Well, you think the only poor person in the school? Think again. Uh, strolling in the sunshine is good for the heart. Have a look out the window. Hello, where is it? Not around today, is it? Uh, and also uh, a picture of one of the loose women, Andrea McLean, who apparently has taken her clothes off. Really, Honestly, if they really want to kill a programme, then print this picture up on all the billboards and everything else. But as I say, still no Ruth Langsford on it. I wonder why. She could have gone in and done it extra. Go on. I bet he said no. I bet you anything. Old Eamon's gone. You're not taking your clothes off for that. Uh, Social media giants failing to tackle hatred, say the MPs. This is front page of The Times. Wimbledon Prize, £2 million and, and more. They reckon £2 million each. Each for the... My God, that's a huge... Just shows how much money it generates, doesn't it? Two million... Just for playing, you know, a couple of games. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just people shouting and... and oh, awful. It really is dreadful. And they always have it. I love all the sponsorship of that programme. Because it's so prominently placed on the BBC. I didn't know the BBC were actually taking sort of unwittingly uh, advertising. But they are. Of course, you can see it with their bottles of water. Always prominently placed on the uh, on the, uh, the press call things. and the, uh, And the other stuff made by Robinsons, and they all, that's always prominently displayed. I've never seen anybody drink it. It just sits there because it's paid for. It's a paid-for advertisement or advertisement, depending on where you come from. Corbyn pledges £3 billion to close the education gap. Uh, where it's coming from, I've got no idea. Perhaps the fairies are printing it or something like that. Uh, also, um, the MEP hoping to swap Brussels for Bristol. And the best summer blockbusters, Chelsea within grasp of title. Uh, the Daily Telegraph, the very best since the gilded age of Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier and George Foreman. I used to love that Mohammed Muhammad Ali. Smoking Joe Frazier. He, to, to, he, was, he was one of the best guests in this country they'd ever had on the on the chat shows because he used to come on, I'll whip him, I'll whoop him, I'll do that. And, he, you know, Muhammad Ali was he, was... he was the first, I suppose, for a lot of people, the first sportsman we'd actually seen with a personality. You know, and he came on and he was funny... He was funny and witty, and he had everything going for him, and he was smoking Joe Fraser. Actually, some of my impressions are getting quite good, really. I think by the end of this year, I might have mastered a couple of them. Unlikely. Uh, Revelations, thick and fast, this is Line of Duty. People seem to love it. The cast have been told off. If you give away any lines or any storylines or something like that, we're going to come and smack your bottom because uh, they don't... Well, I haven't seen it, but I did have. A friend of mine, Warren, said, you've got to watch Line of Duty, it's fantastic. But I never get round to these things. It's finding the time, isn't it, to sit down and actually uh, actually watch something. It, it's not easy. Uh, on the front of The Guardian, uh, this is uh, the PM... Paving the way to end the key tax commitments. May rules out VAT hike, but signals rise in national insurance and income tax. So, uh, sort of give you a little bit of that and uh, take it away from you with the other hand. But uh, I think the VAT will go up as well. Uh, Also, the Financial Times. Interest-free credit cards are a ticking time bomb. Yeah, I think so too. Apparently, going back to tennis earnings, Andy Murray, regular listener to LBC, is thought to have earned £8 million in prize money last year. Eight million pounds—that's roughly the akin to Anton Dex combined wages, but eleven and a half through sponsorship. What so? Eleven and a half plus eight, what nineteen and a half million pounds last year? Now he's world number one. Of course, you get all the endorsements, don't you? I've never been sponsored. I'm up for sponsorship. Seriously, anybody want to sponsor me? You know. I quite like cheesy puffs and things like that, if you want to know. I'm more than happy to sort of, you know, be seen eating things on air. I don't mind. I'll change my name or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had a problem, didn't they, within the church? Because I think at one point, uh, I think it was Kentucky Fried Chicken were going to sponsor the Lord's Prayer. But it didn't sound the same, so they ended up going with Mother's Pride, so give us this day our daily bread became like the norm and, um, that's the way it worked. <laughs> Didn't sound the same doing it for chicken, did it, really? <laughs> oh, I just thought of that then. Uh, the Daily Mirror. It's the uh, the front again. It's this champ, Joshua, my li- little lad loves my shiner. Bl- so He's got kids as well. Has he got a wife? I don't think so. I don't think so. Blair, I'm back. Oh, dear. Uh, and Colleen, at last I can dare to bear. I don't know why. They, 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 do people need some crutch nowadays? Some excuse to take their clothes off? You know, I just I just don't get it at all. I really don't. Uh, also, Mel B's ex-girlfriend has told how the star's father's death hit her full force and led to the end of her marriage and reconciliation with close relatives. All these people come with baggage. Have you noticed? Everybody comes with baggage. Ridiculous. I know I'll get a bucket of what's-it poured over me, goes Blair, but uh, what's now happening in Britain worries me and I care about this country. Oh, that's funny how he's only just started saying that. If only we believed it. If only we believed it. Uh, so, Joseph's mum, this is boxing champ Joshua, he's got a little son, who is called, he's 18 months, his name is Joseph Bailey Temelua Prince Joshua. Okay, you know, okay. How are you going to fit that on a card? I've got no idea. His mum is a pole dancer. Oh, that's nice. Joshua met at school in Watford. Her name's Nicole. Nicole's pole dancer. They had an on-off relationship before the unplanned pregnancy. Joshua, who's been linked with Cara Delevingne. Obviously. (laughs) Not recently, love. Not recently. I think you were barking up the wrong tree there. And Rita Ora. Oh, God, really? Well, she'll just about talk to anybody. And uh, he split from Nicole. Papa Nicole. They're not thought to be together. But, um... He's bought his family a half a million pound flat in Finchley. You tight fist. What, you got 12 million? You only spent half a million on a flat. That's a pokey little thing, isn't it, really? Oh, good Lord. But uh, he's he's going to relax with his little champ. What, so he's with you or he's with her? Oh, here we go. This is where it starts getting good. Uh, social media accounts, this is Nicole, uh, are in lockdown, apparently. I can well imagine that uh, Nicole taught pole dancing at the Femme Fitness Gym in Watford. Doesn't kind of go together, does it? Fitness Gym Watford. I'll have to work around that one, I think.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: <laughs> Ten to seven, Andrew Pierce just uh, stuck his head round the door. We never get a chance to talk now because I'm in my little studio. Uh, you know and he 's in the big studio downstairs, so he just so I only get to see him during the adverts when he pokes his head round the door. Uh, bird watching says Ron, train spotting and plane spotting all very strange hobbies, but to each their own i 'm off to a car auction today as that 's my passion well oh, what 's even more bizarre a car auction i've seen people walking around that's where you can buy broken bits of cars isn't it really isn't it? I think that's how it works, but uh, anyway, I'm sure it'll be absolutely lovely. And you'll have a wonderful time. If you like that kind of thing, then that, that will be your sort of thing, won't it? Uh, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Back to cure, that's right, I've learned how to do this by myself now. Sometimes the computer goes a bit haywire and I can't do it. And then I push a, push a button or so and I think, oh, I can do that. I'm actually a lot better than I thought. Uh, front page of the, the Mirror Blair, I'm back, as I say. The chump Joshua, uh, the champ, uh, my little lad, loves my shiner. And uh, Colleen... At last I can dare to bear. It's a rather feeble, pathetic story. I don't know if it's of any interest to anybody at all. And uh, for some, and she's definitely airbrushed. She's definitely airbrushed. We know we've seen her sitting on the television. She's huge. This is not a huge person here. This is just a normal-sized person I'm looking at. But uh, apparently she doesn't have cellulite. Too much information, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and uh, how rich do you think Tony Blair is? He says not as rich as, uh, as people think. I think probably more, actually. More. Uh, Joshua, the movie, the real rocky tale to hit the big screen. What, with everything? The lap dancing girlfriend, Cara Delevingne making a guest appearance. That was an odd relationship. Mind you, you've got to link yourself to a few people, haven't you? So you can sort of try and get it um, out there into the media. Uh, the VAT promise, according to the Daily Star, and uh, the income tax. I don't think anybody's believing Theresa May. anything. As I say, people will say anything. On these things now. They're just... You know, I've had local MPs say anything. They just want your vote. Uh, also, Kim Kardashian's bottom is out of control, a doctor says. I have to be honest, I don't know why you'd ever want something like that done. It's, mostly, it's really it's not uh, not good at all. Uh, also, the real Rocky. Make it a movie, say the Aces fans. 90,000 people coughed up to go and see him. And they think they could get another 90,000 if, uh, if you get somebody, I suppose, like Tyson Fury... But, I mean, you know, what do you do with these belts? Do you hang them up or something? Do you get them framed? Or do you just keep them until your next fight, and then if you lose, then you give them back in again? I don't know. I've never been that interested in boxing. I wasn't interested when Henry Cooper was doing it. I wasn't interested when any of them were doing it. Agony for TV's Fiona. This is Fiona Phillips. On the verge of a breakdown during her days as Queen of Breakfast television, early morning starts looking after her parents, who both had dementia, and raising two young boys took their toll and uh, Fiona said her co-star, Eamon Holmes, told her she needed help. She said that was the most stressed period I went through. It was an absolute madness time. Eamon Holmes used to say to me, you're clinically depressed, you need to get help. It's a charming man, isn't he, really? To kind of think, you're clinically depressed. What? You're depressed, aren't you? Ooh, I mean, goodness sake, what do you want to say that for? Mind you, I think sometimes poor old Eamon doesn't quite engage brain before opening mouth. Aren't There a couple of complaints against him, and he's been talking about balaclavas in Belfast. I think, over the last uh, week or so. Uh, Britain's Got Talent, Sean been a star for 15 years. She's ABBA's act, Frida. Because most of the people who appear on the programme, (coughs) very very rarely are they just ordinary people. Very rare. They're actually, you know, people who've been around the block. But for 15 years, she's been a professional singer. So why not tell us when she comes on stage? That's all they have to do. Or let somebody else tell us, because they've all got history, all these people. If it's somebody who genuinely you know, doesn't have history as a professional performer, then fine, that's great. But if it's somebody who's been doing it for... Not like, you know, a year or something like that, but 15 years she's been doing corporates and everything else. And then she had the audacity to say, oh, I get nervous appearing on stage. Well, after 15 years... Oh, blimey, it's like saying I get nervous walking into the studio to do a programme. Well, I do if it's cold in here, because it is a lot of the time. Uh, Tony Blair says, I dislike being hated. Better kind of get used to it, I suppose. Uh, The sizzler is on the way. We're actually going to get some decent weather. So they say, 28 degrees. So now I think probably today, probably today you will be going out... Uh, getting plants and putting them out, because I think we should be heading into some slightly warmer weather. I've got all my daffodils up at the moment. I've got to wait for those. I'm just going to, I think over the next uh, few days, we're going to be pulling them out so that we can prepare the pots and start putting in the trailing geraniums and a few other little bits and pieces. It's only because you've got to do it. Otherwise, it'll all be sort of running late. And geraniums, easiest plants to grow. Just put them in, give them a bit of... They seem to survive everything, including drying out, because where we are, it's a little bit windy, so plants dry out quite quickly. So, uh, you know, the thing, thing to do is make sure you water. I was out watering this morning at half past 12, quarter to one. I was watering this morning because I thought they, they dried out a little bit the other day. I thought I want to make sure we've actually got everything done so that uh, just in case I don't get an opportunity today to water, at least I've actually done them. Because it is Monday. We have to now remember that, of course, this is the bank holiday Monday. So you're all on a four day week. You've got four days to, to run through. We Well, we've also got four days, but we, we've done this day as well. So the stories we looked at this morning on the programme, the elderly care tax breaks lifeline. Again, it's a bit of a sweetener. Uh, the weather bringing a plague of moths. I don't know about moths. I had a plague this morning of um, of slugs all over everything. I, could have, I should have gone out there picking them all off. Uh, Tony Blair saying, I'm not as rich as everybody believes I am. Yeah, he's trying to make himself into old oh, tone again. Uh, corbyn's waved his little wand and found 3 billion pounds for schools they don't quite say where. Uh, David Cameron's new office is a wooden hut it's called a shepherd's hut. They cost 25,000 pounds. In the early days they were probably less than 100 I should imagine but now 25,000 pounds. It's quite nice but it's not worth 25 grand. Um the bride to ask for a cabbage in their bouquet apparently it's the latest thing. People because they do ornamental cabbages which is nice isn't it? Can't really get excited about uh, cabbages. Uh, we didn't get round to the family who'd been left to live in a premier room for three years. They don't know what else to do with them, so they've left them there. The palace cashing in with the Diana souvenir range. Funny, that, isn't it, really? Uh, the uh, the charity was sort of doing the uh, the selling off of sort of all the little, you know, what the ring looked like and the, all that kind of stuff. You've seen it before, nothing new. Did uh, d- Donald Trump sabotage the Kim rocket test? He's not saying, so I suspect the answer is no. But he was quite grateful when it blew up. Uh, Gary Lineker's son tries yet another venture. He reckons this one's going to make him like the last one didn't. The beast on the beach. The fossil hunters who think they found another two million year old mammoth, but only one bone. They found the tibia. Uh, Don't feed seagulls. You could be fined eighty pounds. Who are these stupid people? They're foragers. What do we do before chip shops? What do seagulls fry their own chips or something? Uh, da, 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 da. caught by the thin line, the desperate families la druggies in a phone box, but uh, the police let them go and then questioned the vigilantes. You've got druggies around there, and you've got children. they don't mix at all. And who put Bunny in the oven? Come on, put your hands up. Who cremated the bunny? She was totally convinced it was dropped on its head or something like that. But uh, either way, it is an ex-bunny. Uh, a 42-year-old gets a letter. No, sorry, it's a 42-year-old letter. It's been floating around in the post office for 42 years. And finally, it's arrived at its destination, which I think is quite nice. Don't you think it's a cute story? If it had money in it, you'd be quite disappointed, wouldn't you, really? Um, Maddie's body in a lot of the papers today. This is a programme going on Portuguese television this evening, where one of the police officers involved in the case says that he thinks that the body was brought in and put in, in the coffin of an English woman who was uh, about to be cremated. So uh, that will probably hit the papers again tomorrow. Amy Childs, she's the one who can barely speak on uh, TOWIE. Talk to that little child like that. So at least you would have somebody... She's had a baby, so incidentally she'd have somebody her own age to play with. Uh, Katie Price thinks she's heading for the Dancing on Ice programme. Michelle Heaton wants to join her. There you go. Two excitingly dull people together. And who booked Jedward on Pointless? Really, very embarrassing. They're just two silly little boys. You know, they're sort of very immature. There's something the matter with them. They're not the full ticket. And uh, and somebody says, what time do you go to bed when you start work at 4am? Six. Six or seven. You know, a late night would be 7.10. Ooh, how exciting is that? You can listen to LBC whenever you want, wherever you are. Download the free LBC app for your mobile or tablet. Never miss a moment. Leading Britain's conversation at 10 this bank holiday Monday. He'll be. Arg- I could tell he was arguing with people the other day. It's very entertaining. Majid Nawaz. But coming up with breakfast for you for the bank holiday pinch and a punch... It's Andrew
0: Pearce. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.